morning came in. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning, Sandy. You Good have morning. A, you have a great commute this morning. Mm-hmm. You had a great commute? No, no you, you do. Because you don't have to be in the <laughs> You don't have to be on the roadways and the traffic oh, and the accidents yeah. and all that. Yeah, so I've heard. I've heard. But something's yeah. amiss. I, I just literally grabbed my phone. So how many people I, sent you a photo of it? Oh my gosh! Let me see how bad it I is. I just want to know how many cars. Yeah, if you're just I've tuning got in, about thirty yourself. messages. Hold on, the phone's still updating. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, the accident is right at the entrance to DVL, there by off of Hurley Hurley's roundabout. Oh my gosh! So backing good. up traffic like crazy. Oh. Yep. All right. Well, folks, um, take your time. Take your time. They are. <laughs> yeah. You have no choice. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so I started receiving messages pretty early. They have the road blocked by the vehicle licensing department. So everyone is trying to get to South Sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is open, though. There is car flow. These are some of the messages. Yeah, there's traffic and, flow going by. Yeah. Someone so it's just, just slow. to me, not sure what happened at the Hurley's roundabout, but the east is not moving. Yeah. Been on the road almost an hour and have not reached Beach Bay yet. Wow. Um, My friend at RCIPS just messaged me and said, it's a six-car accident at the roundabout. Lord have mercy. So everyone was following too close together and bam, bam, bam. That's probably exactly what just happened. Because I watched it happen before right Mm. next to me where everyone was following so close trying to get through faster and one person breaks and they all ran into each other. And so that's probably what happened because people need to give space behind the person and not gun it. If you're in a yellow Jeep, I'm talking to you. All right. What do you got for us for headlines this morning? Um, Oh, wow. There's a big six car accident, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Breaking news. Um, Someone someone who caused that is uh, that's going to hike up your insurance. (laughs) This is why I know, know, right? Who have insurance? If not, you're All right. So the residents of Little Cayman um, have said that they're fed up and they've had enough. Okay. Um, uh, poor uh, things. Uh, um, they sent an email recently with um, some 95 plus signatures from residents there complaining about the um, telecom company flow. And they have said that, listen, we have been putting out with this for many years now. We've had enough. Uh, they said we get nothing but empty promises and no improvements. That's their quote. Um, no Wi-Fi, no internet. They actually begged me and said, Sandra, little key man needs your help. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. So um, it looks like now flow, uh, you know, we did reach out to them and stuff and Offreg is, is on the ball now. Uh, they've ordered some equipment and they're going to try to get things sorted out. But it's like down lines and um, I don't know what all the technical components are, but you can actually see them on the poles mm. where weather has impacted them from hurricanes and storms um, in the hurricane season. So they and they've just never been replaced out. or repaired. Yeah, they need to send technicians out. Yeah, I mean, it's like an 11 square mile island. So you think to yourself, how how much work can it actually take, right? Or how much work is uh, required? Mm. So anyway, um, they're not particularly happy, but now we're hoping that there will be some action in a positive direction. 
So unfortunately, a U.S. visitor died yesterday whilst out snorkeling. So we got word of this um, in the afternoon hour that, um, you know, a visitor had got been found non-responsive down by Don Foster's dive. So that's down like the area called Eden Rock. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, uh, the police later on confirmed that that was indeed the case. And uh, they were recovered and transported uh, to the hospital where they were subsequently pronounced dead. So condolences. Uh, to that family. It's really sad. You know, I was talking to someone about yesterday, and I guess you try to always look at the positive, if there's such a positive when it comes to death. Um, But, you know, you try to think to yourself, well, maybe they, they, you know, went doing something that they really, really enjoy. They were on vacation, hopefully, and having a fabulous time. Um, You know, it's it's unfortunate, really. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Do we know the age of that person? Um, let me see if we have any of those details yet. Sometimes they don't release those for quite some time. Yeah. No, they haven't said yet. Mm. So no, right. no age. Um, but normally, to be fair, they tend to be older. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's just one of those things. So someone did confirm that the road, um, uh, hold on, let me see, road open now, but traffic is still horrible. Yeah, and then her it was a two-car accident as well. So I don't know what, where the six came from, but uh, yeah, who knows? You know, yeah, things get exaggerated. Um, so we'll we'll soon get a fix on on all the details there. I am sure. Right, so then. the police have arrested a juvenile in relation to a pellet gun incident, and uh, you know, pellet guns can actually be quite dangerous. So they're reminding people that even that is an offense. And uh, this teen has now been uh, arrested on suspicion of assault on Tuesday after a person was reportedly hit with a pellet gun. Yeah, are those illegal? From a vehicle driving around in Baden Town. Are, yeah. those, are those even legal pellet guns? No, they're not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay, and this you. is like 8.40 p.m. as well. Because it's it would be considered an imitation firearm as well, I guess. Yeah. If you brandished it. So this person's going to be in a bit of trouble. Uh, the vehicle was seen and stopped by the officers and the driver of the vehicle was also arrested in relation to the incident. I'm assuming that they were an adult um, and along with uh, several other traffic violations that they committed, including reckless and negligent, uh, including a reckless and negligent act. So mm-hmm. the police said that they had had similar reports in recent days and are reminding the public that the misuse of pellet guns um, can be a criminal offense. Um, I wonder if it's then not, they didn't say it was illegal to have one, but um let's see uh oh yes the penalty for use of an offensive weapon on conviction is five thousand dollars or four years in prison including the offense of causing alarm or distress so um you know yes so it says that the toy uh although the toy or device is not manufactured to be lethal or cause serious injury or harm improper use can actually then cause it to be an offense under section 80 of the penal code yeah it's not really a toy pellet guns aren't there I mean, yeah yeah i, I wouldn't think so but that's what the police one of those when i was a kid You'll see um, yeah yeah no they, they can be dangerous all right um the rcips um the head of the rcips has said that permit holders um are actually coming into the cayman islands to sell numbers that the numbers business is so bad uh, that this is a growing concern. They believe that the amount of money that, um, you know, is being circulated 
as a result is somewhere in the um, range, range of 30 to $50 million mm. per annum. It's almost like yeah. prohibition doesn't work. But you know, you know what, Aaron? Um, I think this is a little bit more complex than that, actually. I think I think it would be better if, if the government could regulate it and use some of the money for like no, but listen to me. Government isn't going to regulate money. how they do it. Government would have to set up what? a proper gambling facility, like how they do in the states, where yeah. it's government ran and all that kind of stuff. And I I don't necessarily know that we want government doing that. Have well, you looked at how government runs certain things? I get what I'm, you're saying. I'm just but saying I think that this is but even if I I have a real concern that even if they did it that ultimately it's not going to stop illegal gambling. But is it Maybe there's a small a percentage of people, you know, 10, 15% who had another option okay. that would do it. But there's a certain, um, the way that these numbers are done and these hands are done like out of Jamaica, Honduras, and all these other countries, I feel like that, that method is so ingrained in the community that I honestly don't know that a legal lottery would attract those people away from the illegal lottery. Well, you never know. But also, is gambling that big of a... Like, yeah, why is that? Why it, is it illegal? It's like, I mean, what's... I get. I don't get why. Because now if you... I get you have those. You have no other option. What happens is if it is illegal, then people can go somewhere else. And, you know, they're getting robbed. People are getting robbed of money because the numbers people know who just want money. How about a nice casino? Yeah, I mean, I, I, this, this is a discussion that we definitely need to have in our program, but I'm I'm not convinced. And there's a lot of elements to um, the illegal uh, numbers business, in fact. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not really convinced that it would change much if you had a legal lottery. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to make a difference. How do you even get? Involved I, I think that? that you know somebody like me, right? I I am a. Um, you know, we'll, like I said, we should have this discussion, but I'm, I'm, a, you know, oh, I'll buy a lottery, lottery ticket every once in a while. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't buy illegal numbers. Um, I'm not really into that thing at all. But when I hear people talk about it and how it works and how it's done, it's, it's, it's different. It's different than even what you probably grew up with doing in the States. It is very ingrained in, <laughs> there's a whole culture like around it. That's like really, really weird. Like, I don't know how to explain it to you, but mm. I don't think that it's going to make a difference. All right, Sandy, we got to move on. Yeah, uh, we'll I know, show. right? We got to get to work. On Bobo 89.1 <laughs> FM right now. We'll see you tomorrow Sounds for the good. Friday morning headlines. All right. All right. Have a good one. Aaron, what you got coming up next? All right, folks. Um, yeah, we, we're going to talk about it. We got to set aside a day that we have that discussion. So good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing? Yeah, having a beautiful Thursday. Let's get it. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea. And committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you. 
Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman, live, direct, it's the cold hard truth. Now, now, join the conversation on 345-936-2626. That number again is folks good morning and uh welcome back to the program we're trying to get a few things going here this morning including our light (laughs) oh my goodness so um some kind of major accident or incident happening in terms of traffic um don't know what the real deal is there but we will certainly keep an eye on that for you guys um hmm let me see now. Uh, okay, there. And God said, you shall have light. And all of a sudden I had light. All right. Um, still sort, still sorting out a few things around the place, uh, internet-wise. So I'll update you guys and tell you what has happened um, with my internet. So you know I've been having some issues and... We know, we know now where the issue lies, and unfortunately, it's my friends over at Flow. <laughs> I'm hoping that they will be able to uh, get it sorted out in the coming days. But, you know, to their credit, um, there are times when a problem can be a little bit more challenging and difficult to find. And so I suppose this is one of those times. Just give me one second. Everybody in my WhatsApp group is asking for the links. Hold on, hold on. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. There we go. So, um, so yes, you know, uh, they're talking with um, technicians and trying to sort out exactly where the problem lies. And so here's the thing. The, the job that I am in and what I do, at some point, I don't care where the problem lies. I know this is going to sound awfully rude, but... You know, this has been happening since I returned from the New York trip. It actually happened before. It's like every time I went away, uh, there was something that was happening uh, with the system. And so um, it's happening again. Like it seemed to have been fixed for a minute and then it started happening again. And so I don't know. They're still trying to to work it out. And, you know, if I speak to a non-technical person, they're like, oh, are you sure the problem's on our side? And I have to say to them, "Um, trust me. There's a reason why my husband's an IT manager, because he actually knows a thing or two about what he's saying. So, yes, I know exactly where the problem lies. And he does an awfully good job of um, keeping tabs on the stability of my Internet. And there are times when it is really difficult to pinpoint where the issue is. Right. So um, at the end of the day, we think that uh, we now have a solution. I'm going to tell you how we came about a solution is 
we had to go to Logic <laughs> and get a, another line put in. Now, uh, to Logic's credit, and give, you give credit where credit is due, um, we contacted them. I think it was on, I want to say Friday. Yes. And they were out here yesterday and everything got done yesterday. Installed. Bam, bam. We're done, Sandy. Thank you. See you later. Uh, you're all sorted out. And so um, as a result of, listen, it, 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 I mean, bless his little heart. He was in the attic helping pull cables and wires through to my computer. And so right now um, I am, I personally, we, we will keep both lines because we need redundancy for, um, you know, this, I keep telling you guys, this is my job, this is work. And so I do require um, a level of stability and things happen. These systems are, you know, man-made. So when something happens with one, I need to have an alternative option. And this was always our plan, actually, was to have both. It's just that logic took a minute to get to us. So they, you know, they're now just getting fiber in certain areas, whereas uh, Flow has had fiber for over two years in this area. And um, to be quite frank, you know, Flow has delivered in those two years um, and they have uh, made it possible for us to even have the show up until this point. But we were just given a little bit of a reminder that, mm, yes, honey child, we need that redundancy in place. It's, it's quite unusual for there to be an issue um, with both providers. And this is why sometimes you have to have multiple providers depending on the nature of your business. And so um, fingers crossed that if we ever have an issue with logic, then Flow will be the backup. And I leave all that technical stuff to Marlon because I know that he'll set it up where if logic fails, then it'll automatically trip over to Flow and I shouldn't even notice it, um, you know, and then that's how it works. So um, having said that, in this area, um, Flow still has faster speeds than logic. So I can, I can get up to terabyte, which I do have up to terabyte line on the download. But listen, a terabyte doesn't help you if it ain't working, honey chill. So <laughs> it's as simple as that. But I'm, I'm confident that they will be able to get it sorted out. It's some kind of a glitch um, in the system. And they got to they gotta identify the glitch. But now the, the line dropping that we were noticing on Flow definitely is not happening on Logic. So today I can now play my intro and outro without it, it tripping out. Like yesterday, I just stopped it at the end. I was like, oh my God, I can't even be bothered. All right, Miss Vernita, good morning to you. Uh, Diamond Princess is here. Irvlin is here. So I had a little bit of a rough night last night. So I'm thinking, you know, I don't have my filter anymore. Um, you guys might be looking at me like, Sandy, why were you up at two o'clock in the morning? I was like, oh my God, not enough sleep. Um, Irvlin, Steven, good morning. Um, she says the backup was really bad this morning. OMG. It's mornings like this when I hear your stories about traffic that I'm so thankful that I don't have to get in it. You know? Yeah. Pure madness. Uh, what can I say except, ooh-wee. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. One accident and then you've got a major situation um, on your hands. So, um, uh, 
We, we do have a guest, I believe, who is joining us this morning, and she has a very serious topic that she wants to talk about. Um, what she alleges to be sexual abuse in the sexual abuse, sexual assault in the um, RCAPS. So she's going to be coming on around the eight o'clock hour. This is a very um, serious allegation, in fact. So we're going to hear exactly what she has to say. So Irvine says that they're always racing to get down in that area when it's pretty early and no traffic on the road. Folks, it makes no sense for you to race to get anywhere and then cause an accident that's going to back up everybody. But, you know, it only takes the one accident uh, for things to kind of go haywire. And so um, it's it's just not good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope everybody's okay from the incident. So... We did have, unfortunately, a water fatality yesterday. Our condolences to the family. Um, the only thing I can say, folks, is when you go on vacation, I mean, we all do it, you know. Sometimes you're exerting yourself a little bit more than usual. Uh, I, I think that people, when they go on vacation, they oftentimes do things that they ordinarily wouldn't do. So all of a sudden you're scuba diving and here you are 78 or 80 because child, some of them be out there acting like they're teenagers, right? And you haven't scuba dived in a while and your little ticker, your little heart's like, oh, my car, take this stream. Uh, so, you know, that explains sometimes why people die in heart attacks because, uh, die in heart attacks, die on vacations uh, because they tend to do things on vacation that they would not ordinarily do in the course of uh, their lives. And trust me, people don't let anything in life stop them from taking a good vacation. Have you guys seen people taking a vacation? They're like walking around in their little, um, what do you call them? With their oxygen tank and their little wheelchair pushers. And uh, trust me, they, they could care less. And they're like, I'm here to have a vacation and uh, I can barely breathe, but I'm going to go scuba diving. And I'm always like, okay, well, knock yourselves out, I guess. I don't know. Um, but heart health, you know, always important. I suspect once we hear the age of the person, this will make uh, total sense. He's probably, he or she's probably a bit older. You know, take, take your time. Morning, Chantel, Siobhan, Wee Wee. Uh, Eden is here. Saying good morning to all and Miss Sandy. Hello, Miss Barbara. Says that it's cold here in the east, really nice weather. Cold in the east as in East End. Child, this weather is nice, but I wouldn't call it cold. Are y'all putting on sweaters? Um, yeah, when I was in New York, now that was cold. I was like, Burr! oh, is it a one? Did I say terabyte? You're you're right, gigabyte. Terabyte is not the right term for speed. It's a one gigabyte connection. Yes. And um, trust me, one gigabyte is a lot of speed. Um, not that I necessarily need that, but it's just nice to have. Plus the download speed isn't necessarily what bothers me at all. Um, so anyway, Alba, Buenos Dias, Olivia's here, Marshall's here. Uh, Ronaldo, I am sure that Flo is going to get the issue sorted out. But I can tell you immediately after the logic line was put in, I was able to test it and, um, you know, play those videos in my stream app that before were chipping in and out and it was clickety clicking. So, yeah, sometimes it's good to have a backup, backup plan, plan B. 
Aliana, good morning. Good morning to Morna. You little brat, how are you? Says good morning, CMR peeps. Have a blessed day. Catherine is joining us again from the UK. Um, you're still in the UK, right, Catherine? She says, when I came down this morning. Oh, no, she's in Cayman. Oops. I think it's, is it your sister? There's a small den that's in the UK right now, I thought. Maybe it's your sister. But Catherine says, when I came down this morning at 5.30 a.m., people were overtaken in the rain. Oh, doing at least 70 plus on the corners. Mm. Well, then there's no wonder there has been an accident this morning. Morning, Cindy. Uh, Cecil, is it Cecil or Cecil? Good morning to you. Says traffic is horrible. Alejandro is here for it. You haven't missed much yet. Um, Alejandro Sonkamp, Lavana and Miss Sue. Um, Miss Sue says, yes, you're so true. A lot of pressure on the heart. Just a snorkel can do it. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you know, you, you got to work up to things. Uh, sometimes you got to start slowly and, um, you know, you can exert your body in different ways and you just have to be really, really careful. Um, yes, Ali, Ali, Aliano, the correct term for internet connectivity would be um, a gigabyte. Terabyte is when you're talking about like hard drive space and stuff. Ugh. All this technical stuff got me all confused this morning. Good morning, Miss Brenda. Oh, it's your sister-in-law that's in the U. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, Jonathan saying logic better, better. It runs on four and five G. No, I'm talking about home internet, honey chill. And it's all fiber. <laughs> so um, it's the same fiber, trust me. They all use the same fiber line. It's like copper. Did y'all see the um, article about the nurse, the nurse, the nun who heard somebody? I'm trying to remember if this was in New York, but it's somewhere in the States. So she heard someone um, on the rooftop of the church and she went outside and these two guys, one had walked away and the other one had a ladder. When she opened the door, she could see the ladder right there. He had gone up on the roof and he was trying to go see if they had copper on the roof that he could steal. Now, I've had this conversation with you guys before. Copper can be um, very, very valuable, and they steal it and sell it on the black market. Or, I guess, any criminal who would buy it. So anyway, um, she took his ladder and kicked it down with quite a degree of force. And um, she was like, nope, you are not coming down. So he had to jump down. Luckily for him, the jump wasn't too bad. He jumped down and ran away. And then she gave him a good scolding with her finger. Don't you come back to the Lord's house trying to steal again. I thought, my gosh, it takes a special kind of criminal to steal from a church. I must tell you. Um, so Miss Vernita says, good morning. Um, some of y'all be writing it in code, and I don't know what the hell you're saying, Miss <laughs> um, Vernita. You, you really, you really taxing my brain this morning on a day when the brain should not be taxed because I'm tired. She says, G-M-M-S-H-R-U question mark. My brain is like, what are you saying? Thankfully, even on a slow day, the brain is all right. It says, good morning. That's what GM stands for. MS, miss, H-R-U, question mark, how are you? Lord Jesus. Y'all can spell things out, you know. Uh, reminds me of Spanish people. So, you know, I know I understand a little bit of Spanglish here and there. But when they start doing slang, they lose me, child. I'm like, I don't know the slang and the abbreviations. Just spell it out for me. She said, maybe it's the enemy trying to stop the truthful show, but the show 
but show them who God blessed, no man curse. No, 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 Bernina. Remember now, I don't believe, I do not believe in a conspiracy theory where one does not exist. This is just a technical issue that in some way is probably logical. I think it has something to do with flow updating their modems. And I know they got some stuff coming, some kind of secret sauce is coming and they don't want to tell us. So sometimes in the background, they're updating and pushing updates through to their modems. And I think that's actually what's causing it. And I've seen this happen before. Um, I actually had a customer one time, they pushed through an update and of all my customers, she's the only person who had an issue, right? And so of course you think, mm, something's wrong with her. And when we when we got to the bottom of it, we got to like a tier two technician who like the really technical guys and whatever. They're like, oh yes, well, this coincides with an update that we um, you know, pushed through a couple of days ago. And sometimes I gotta be honest with you, sometimes the technician's like, this isn't our problem. Are you sure it's not with something else? And da-da-da-da. And so you kind of have to prove to them that the problem lies with them, you know? And so in that case, I actually had a little portable MiFi device. Um, on another carrier, and I was able to connect to that and show them that, hey, when I connect to somebody else, there is no issue. Um, oh, yes. Okay. So um, they were like, okay. All right. And then they figured out what it was. Um, so somebody said giga or whatever bit is speed and giga or whatever byte is storage. Uh, mm, uh, no, actually, <laughs> I'm not sure where you got that from. That's wrong. It doesn't have anything to do with that. So a bit, B-I-T, versus a byte, B-Y-T-E. So they're different. Okay. <laughs> so they are units of data, right? But a byte, B-Y-T-E, is equivalent to eight bits. So the bits are the smaller units, and the bytes are the larger unit. So the bit, B-I-T, is the smallest unit of data measurement when we're talking about computers. So um, no, they're both the same storage. So somebody's saying <clears throat> like maybe speed versus, no. So BIT <clears throat> can either be a zero or a one and then computers will interpret that. Um, so when it comes to um, bits, you know, the data transfer, we, we talk about bits like kilobits, um, that's where you see the key KBPS. We have megabits and we have gigabits, right? So that's why um, L. Ray corrected me because I said, what did I say? I said a ter terabyte. And I actually have, um, isn't that a, is a terabyte though? Is it not up to, because it's 500 gigabytes. And then when you go up again, isn't that, a, isn't that one terabyte? Y'all got me extraordinarily confused this morning. But essentially, the bit is the smaller version of the byte. Mm-hmm. All right.
Um, I can't get to that right now. <laughs> Is Marlon still here? Ask him to do it for me. All right. So El Ray says that the megabytes is speed and the megabits is storage capacity. Oh, y'all totally have me confused this morning. But didn't I say, yeah, I did say that initially, right? Yes. But I think we're at the point now where storage, like, um, oh, yeah, because if you have like an eight gig hard drive terabyte, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so what speeds What speeds do we have, um, Al Ray? What does it go up to? It's a gigabit? Yes, okay. I don't know. Y'all got me thoroughly confused this morning. Mm -hmm. So speed not each to terabits. Oh, yeah, speed hasn't reached there yet. Oh, yes. Um, but we have hard drive space that can go up to, oh, my gosh multiple terabytes, I think I might have. I'll tell you what I got, what I'm dealing with on my computer. I have, what's the storage in this? It's gotta be uh, a terabyte. The capacity actually on the hard drive space is a terabyte. 930 gig, gigabytes are still available. But that's a lot. I mean, do you think El Ray will ever see a time when we've got terabytes of speed like I don't even know what we'd be doing with that but hey technology being what it is who knows um so real deal is not happy with flow in north side he says flow still uses pigeons in north side or internet is piss poor I was told yesterday that they do have fiber up the side but it only goes to Kirk Tibbetts apartments and Frank Sound Kirk Tibbetts has apartments in Frank Sound too what a mess He's all over the place, but um, yeah, because didn't they come through? We're not having a telecom conversation today, trust me. But didn't it come? Didn't they at one point come through um, the uh, the channel there, like um, Rum Point area, whatever that channel is called? And so some people in Rum Point and so forth got fiber because they ran it like the opposite direction. And then they kind of bypass north side, but they're still making their way out there. Now, y'all know I'm I ride with flow, but even, even when you ride with somebody, you gotta be honest with them. And so they had promised us, remember they had this big meeting, and I remember their previous um, you know, marketing manager was there and Danny was there and everybody was there, and they promised us that they would be rolling out because I live streamed it and everything. So I got the evidence to this day that they would be rolling out fiber by the end of 2021, I'm sure. Um, and that has yet to happen. They said everybody in Cayman should have fiber by the end of 2021. Now, hmm, I suspect that they underestimated what that took. <laughs> you know, COVID, COVID hit. Was this before or after COVID? I'm trying to remember. It must have been before COVID. But anyway, you know, they, they had estimations. COVID has, has uh, I know for a fact, impacted um, things like, you know, um, supply chain issues. You guys know this. But, yeah, they're still behind. I know there are people who don't have it. But, like I said, to be fair to them, even in this area, and you guys saw I did a testimonial recently for Flow Over the Holidays, because in the um, Newlands, Lower Valley, Savannah area, 
they were still the first to get fiber. So they still got us fiber before anybody else. And literally we got it. When I tell you like two, three days before the lockdown, I am not kidding. And it really made my life uh, possible during the lockdown. And it made the show possible during the lockdown. So this was May of 2021. So I guess we were um, coming, still working through COVID. And they said that they were going to do countrywide fiber rollout plan for homeowners and businesses. And unfortunately, that hasn't uh, been completed as yet. So they're still working on it. Um, so yeah, people, people, listen, people need, people need fast internet now. Don't be messing with the internet capacity. All right. Jonathan says, I don't know a thing about computer talk. All I know is when I push the button, it better turn on. (laughs) Jonathan, a little bit of knowledge in this area is not a bad idea. So El Ray confirms that the maximum speed is actually one gigabyte for Flow, Logic, and C3. Mm-hmm. Hello, Miss Rhonda. She's having a little chuckle. Um, my mama and papa worked as taxi drivers, says Vernita. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I lost you right there. Um, Mr. Goodlook says it's megabytes per second. Connection speed I'm running right now is three MBS. Three on a landline? Like that's download? Ooh, honey child, that's not very good now. That sounds painful. Um, so Aliano says that there's an underwater cable, underwater cable, sorry, that runs from the Cayman Islands Yacht Club to Rum Point. Yeah, I think that I think that's how they're able to sometimes do stuff on the other side of the island without, you know. And you know, Cayman, th- this is what I find. Um, you know, Flo, I'm gonna have to slap y'all in the hand this morning. Y'all showed up to class, but but your performance on Little Cayman, according to the residents in Little Cayman, has been less than stellar. And so I do want to address this because um, I got this story while I was still in New York, and I have um, I was a little delayed getting it out. Not a couple reasons why. Number one, I was I was actually legit very very busy, but I also wanted to reach out to Flo to try to hear you know what was going on. Uh, I couldn't get any sort of official response from them in terms of, um, you know, what, what are y'all doing? The, Cayman, the little Cayman folks are not happy at all. We spoke to Offreg and uh, we now know that the ball is rolling. Um, you know, we've made a few queries and things are happening. So it's not fair to an island that is only 11 square miles long for them to have to endure having no Wi-Fi, no internet and all this kind of stuff. I mean, quite frankly, it's a flat island. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't understand for the world of me how you can have an island with the topography of the Cayman Islands, meaning we are flat, no mountains, no valleys, no hills, nothing. And y'all still can't get internet throughout the entire island. And I'm not just speaking to flow with this. I'm talking to Logic. I'm talking to C3. I'm talking to everybody. You know, um, and to be fair to Logic and C3, their arguments can be like, well, Flo was here first and <laughs> they still haven't done it. But y'all just need to, you need to invest in the infrastructure. And I know it is expensive. However, I also know that of all of the jurisdictions, the people who are going to pay, because we pay the highest prices for internet and all these things, the people that are willing to pay for it are the Cayman people. You know, Jamaica has a population of 3 million people. 
there they're stealing fiber left, right, and center. The second a telecom company puts it down, they're out there trying to steal the fiber um, or steal the copper or whatever. I remember one of my first trips to Jamaica, I heard, you know, the internet wasn't working because some guys had stolen the copper in the entire neighborhood. And I was like, who does that? I said, what? They actually went and trenched up the ground and stole copper. And they're like, yeah, it happens all the time. You know, we don't really have those issues here ordinarily. And we have completely flat terrain. Jamaica has hills and mountains and child, I don't even know. Sometimes I look at the wiring in Kingston of how like the CUC, like the electrical wiring. And I'm thinking, wow, they allow that to be hanging above people's heads and above homes because it looks jacked up. But guess what? They got electricity and it's working, you know, and I guess no one not getting electrocuted yet. <laughs> so, um, and, and they, and the telecoms there managed to get, you know, I don't know how they go down in the valleys and how they do it. Um, but having said that sometimes it ain't reliable either, honey, because when I was in the country, that was painful internet shipping out in and out. I think telecom companies around the world, you know, uh, sometimes struggle to deliver when you're not like in a sort of um, city, uh, you know, location. Because e even even in, a, I told y'all when I was traveling, I put this in my flow testimonial, that was a thousand percent true. I was there at um, family in Fort Lauderdale and child, the internet was so painful. I couldn't upload nothing. And I was thinking, boy, boy, I could be at home right now with my gigabyte connection and 500 and upload. And this file would have literally taken me 15 minutes. And on this jacked up connection in Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> it took me all night. I got no sleep that night because I was waking up every 10 minutes trying to check and see how far the download had reached. Hot mess. All right, Miss Debbie, good morning. How are you? Says Rum Point has it while other areas in Northside do not, but they're all paying the same price monthly. Well, hopefully soon come. I'm hoping that that promise to deliver um, fiber to all residents in the Cayman Islands will be something that we can see come to fruition sooner rather than, um, than later. And here's a little tip for you guys. I heard through the grapevine that Flo is going to be announcing their new country manager soon. Um, and it's the young lady uh, that we had spoken about some months ago. So the official, official announcement, I guess, will be coming soon in relation to that. But yeah, they had a 10-month plan back in May of 2021 to roll out fiber, the broadband service for home users and businesses, and uh, basically offering speeds more than 100 times um, what's currently available for some people through the traditional ADSL copper and they said newer wireless solutions. Now the competition's on because I can tell you that Flow has been, um, so even when we got fiber in this area, originally we couldn't get a gigabyte or probably even 500 uh, megabytes, but they have been increasing capacity for the areas in which um, you know they do have it. So yes, we need super fast internet. We're all streaming and you know, using these types of services now. So it's really important that that gets done. Okay, that's okay, Vernita. I know your finger trying to type on that little phone. Um, and then DJ Yo-Yo says, yes, El Ray did his thing and I got my fiber early last year, booming in Bodentown. Yeah, they're gonna get there. They're gonna reach. Um, 
And Mr. Goodlook says that upload download must be 48.9 megabytes per second. For me, no honey child, I got one giga and the down and the upload. No, download, sorry. And then the up, I've got half of that. So 500 megabytes. That's fast. Most people don't need them kind of speeds. Um, but you know, speed is not the only thing. Speed is one component of your internet life. The other component is actually reliability. So speed is speed. But if you have an issue in the fiber, a bend, a break, or whatever, um, or it's dropping out, it still don't make no sense. So, um, but yes, I mean, listen, um, Flow is the longest telecom provider in this island. They have a good team of um, mostly Caymanian technicians. Uh, I have always wished that they could do a bit more on the management side, as in the country leaders and stuff with their Caymanian staff. And I will continue to stand by that position because these guys have been there for donkey years. And if they're not yet capable or able to take over the operations of that company, then I do scratch my head a little bit and wonder what's going on. Um, however, having said that, I think relatively speaking, uh, Flow is actually a really good company to work for. The people like Ronaldo that have been with them forever. And, um, you know, I tell people, no matter where you work now, you got to be willing to stand up for yourself and to ensure that um, people treat you right. All right. We have a we have a guest this morning. Yes, I see you, honey, Chad. I'm coming to you. Let me just take a, a quick commercial break because I do want to um, sort of preface this conversation. I do need to warn you guys that this is going to be an adult conversation. And some of you might be a little bit sensitive um, to the topic. So I don't want you to be triggered in any way. So let's take a little commercial break. Um, here's a message uh, from CUC, actually. They have, when we talk about telecom and some of the advances, they've been talking about renewables and what they intend to do uh, with that new emerging market um, as well. Renewables are very important to CUC. The environment's going to benefit. The customers are going to benefit. It is the future. It's not a matter of if it's coming, it's when. We can't stop we do need the change. Really, really excited to talk about how we're going to get a lot of renewable energy on the grid. We have been working on bringing renewable energy to Grand Cayman for many years now and produced our integrated resource plan back in 2016. Looking at how we can most effectively not only get renewable energy, but reduce the CO2 impact of CUC's operations. You hear the comments or the misnomers that you know, CUC is married to diesel, and quite frankly, that the, there couldn't be anything that's further from the truth. We know that renewable energy is the right thing to do. There's a lot of value by using renewable energy, battery energy storage, within your integrated grid. A, a lot of time has to be put together to do your research, understand what it is that you're wanting to put out there. CUC has the ability to, to lead that transition, right? And, and be the first for not only Cayman, but the region. It's gonna be so worth it. It's what I come to work for every single day to know what we're working on is gonna set the country up for success. It's gonna be a foundational element of, of the economy. Bringing the public along with us is one of the key things to make a success out of it. Just to make sure that we're doing our part to reach those United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Our team has been equipped, uh, trained, developed, uh, 
if we get a go ahead tomorrow, we start. And I, I see it in, in the future, it's, and it's not that far away. It could be as little as five or six years away, where we'll have times of the day where we are 100% renewable. All right, folks, um, welcome back to the program. So we have uh, a guest this morning who is going to be talking about, um, right, oh, sorry, I was so monitoring <laughs> the radio feed for a quick second there online. So yeah, so we do have a guest this morning who is going to be, um, oh gosh, talking about a very difficult conversation. Sexual assault, uh, sexual harassment, my apologies, in the RCIPS. Now, listen, we are um, advocates on this program for women. I make zero apologies, and I do mean zero, for supporting any sexual assault victim. Um, mostly, it is women that are impacted by sexual harassment and sexual assault. And it's particularly difficult, I find, on this island to be an advocate for this issue and for women and others. Sometimes children are the ones who are victims and those, of course, in my opinion, or are the most um, egregious situations. And so having the conversation is difficult for me. It's difficult, I know, for you guys. Um, I try to get guests on right now. I've been actually speaking to a young lady by the name of uh, Nina in the UK. She comes from, you know, a traditional Indian background, and she has gone through a number of things in her lifetime. I reached out to her this week. We were actually in um, conversation on WhatsApp, and she needs a little bit of break because, you know, as a victim, it's difficult for her to keep talking about this, talking about the trauma that she went through, but she is an advocate. She's a life coach. And she's wanting to share her story um, because in the sharing of these stories, we educate people. And importantly, equally important to just educating people is we talk about some of the systemic issues that exist within our communities. And so it's unfortunate, but it's actually very, very easy for people to be victimized when the system doesn't support them. When you've got families for cultural reasons and other reasons that I just don't understand that are not willing to put their full support behind victims and who don't even sometimes put things in place to prevent abuses from happening. But when an abuse happens and the response is less than stellar, um, you know, I think that victims have a right to speak up and to air their stories. And so I'm not here to tell you, we're going to hear some firsthand information here in a second. I can't vouch for any of this, but I can tell you that I have heard from multiple sources about this incident, and it's a series of incidents, and what was going on, and it is very, very alarming and concerning. Now, the thing about it is K-Man is small. Yeah? You guys know this. Somebody sneezes in West Bay. In tutus here in Lower Valley, I know exactly who sneezed, why they sneeze, 
Did they catch COVID? Do they have the flu? You know, are they giving somebody bun? Whatever. You guys know what I mean. Like that's the, the, the news, gossip, sus travels at the speed of light. And so sometimes I um, don't always talk about something as I hear it. I wait to see, you know, what's going to happen. In this particular case, I found it necessary when the person had third party people reach out to me. I said, listen, I need to have a conversation with this person. Because when you go up against certain people, whether it's the RCIPS, the DPP's office, even certain politicians, you know that there's going to be a degree of like pushback as a result of that. But more importantly, I wanted them to understand that if you come forward with the story, sometimes what ends up happening is the opposite of what we intend to happen. So the victim is victimized even more by these so-called powers that be. And then the cover-up into the whole situation is afoot. Well, that's not what happened. And, you know, um, there's, people started to put pressure on families. Like, why are you speaking out? And why? So I just want people to know, I appreciate any victim coming forward. And I appreciate people telling their stories. But you have to fully understand that there's a possibility that you will be targeted even more for doing so. Not that I think you shouldn't. But I just want people to have a realistic expectation of what could happen. So we do have a guest. I'm going to bring her on the studio. She explained to you who she is and how she's connected to the person. The person, the, the victim, the alleged victim, let's use that word for legal purposes, is not in a position to speak for themselves. And this, this happens a lot, right? Victims, even as adults, uh, will be traumatized by their own experiences they need therapy. This young lady is going through therapy. She's finding it hard to function. And so if other people want, who are familiar with her and the situation want to speak out on her behalf, and you know she's given them permission to do so, and they understand, again, what the implications of that are, then I, I don't have any issues with that. So I just want to preface the conversation. You know, If you have children, um, we're not going to probably get into any, um, we'll get into some details of, I think what she's been enduring, but it won't be anything that might be completely inappropriate for, uh, older children. Um, but you know, it's probably not a conversation for young kids. They may not, may not even understand what sexual harassment is. And that's a conversation that you need to have with them. So we have your hands saying, Sandra, if you discuss this, the RCIPS and senior levels plus management of civil service are going to come after you with a ton of bricks for speaking to real issues and topics they would prefer not to put in the public domain. You're either brave or crazy or both. Hashtag good luck. Um, well, uh, Alejandro says, why is it that you have to be brave or crazy though? Listen, I don't particularly care um, why or, or, or what they think of it and what they call it. We cannot continue to ignore these issues. And Sexual harassment is systemic in organizations. It's systemic in cultures. And Cayman has yet to have a hashtag Me Too movement. That's why when I tell you guys I'm disturbed by the fact that even when Anna came on the show, regardless of, you know, oh, is Anna's story 100% correct? Or maybe she, you know, misinterpreted this. And, you know, she was talking about, you know, is this just because I'm, I'm a white girl? Like, why did you guys pick on me? That Those are her feelings. I can't speak to her feelings and why she feels that way. But the facts of what may have happened to her should be a concern to 
all of us in this community. And when some of you were like, well, look at her. She looks like a bimbo. Look at her. She And I'm just like, we need to get out of this headspace where we're looking at people and we're determining whether or not that person is eligible to be a victim based on how they look. That discussion and that narrative is extremely disturbing to me, right? And the only way that we can get past that is to have, we need to educate ourselves. There's so much victim blaming that happens in this community that literally makes me sick to my stomach. And we've seen it with child victims. We've seen it with adult victims. So while you're listening to this this morning, I want you to try to set aside your own prejudices and misconceptions about victims. Anyone can be a victim. Cayman has not had the real awakening that we need to have on this issue. And until that happens, we will continue to have people be victimized in all aspects of their lives as it relates to sexual abuse, sexual violence, um, you know, and even sexual harassment. And it has to stop. And the thought that the RCIPS, who are supposed to be those that, what do they say? Serve, what, what does it stand for again? They're supposed to serve and I don't think it's respect. What, what is their motto again? Whatever it is. That you're not serving people when you are protect and serve. You're not protecting or serving people when you yourself um, are as part of the problem. And there are allegations that, you know, not only uh, is there um, sexual harassment happening, that in fact it is being covered up. That's even worse. Because, you know, these, these guys come from all cultures and trust me, some of them where they come from, sexual harassment is very run of the mill and it happens every single day and they see nothing wrong with it. But when you lodge a complaint, you need to see some forward movement with that complaint and some heads need to roll. All right. Um, so welcome to the program, to our guests. Um, we're going to not refer to her by name. Again, some of you might be able to figure out who she is, but I caution you against the, the gossipy talk in the community. Uh, listen to the story with an open mind and an open heart. So good morning, caller. Good morning. How are you? I am good. How are you? Good, good. So I want to make sure um, you're coming in a little bit low. So just get a little bit closer to whatever, whatever microphone you're on. And I do want to make sure that everyone on radio can hear you um, so that we can have you know a good show this morning. So if anybody's having any audio issues, do let me know right away. But caller, tell us, um, you tell us your story. Where, where did this begin? Um, so someone says, can't hear on radio. So give me one quick, quick second. Let me just um, check a few things here in terms of my settings, because I don't want anybody to miss what it is that you have to say. Um, and again, this is such an incredibly unfortunate situation. Let me just make one slight adjustment for... Um, my radio audience. All right. So I think we might have to do this. All right, caller. So um, tell us, tell us the background information here on, uh, on what's going on. Okay. Let me start by saying that anybody that have to come forward and have the courage to report sexual harassment or sexual assault, whatever crimes um, has, they have been affected by, takes a lot of courage. And we stand on the rights of every citizen in this country. 
-hmm. We stand on human rights that witnesses in any case, victims in any case will not be prejudiced, will not be victimized, will not be abused, will not be tortured. Torture can come in many different forms and it comes by decisions that you make in the process of a victim presenting themselves to the RCIPS. No matter what the crime, Mm-hmm. They have reported to RCIPS, you have a contractual duty under the constitution and your responsibility to the people of these islands. This is not about or reflective of who the people of the Cayman Islands are. It is about individuals that was involved in this case. Mm-hmm. It was behaviors that I am highlighting, not to shame or, or disgrace anyone, although they're going to take it that way. It is about the rights of every woman in this country. And if you're going to muzzle and victimize mothers or daughters or or women that come forward, it is in breach of their human rights. It is a tragedy that it has come down to this, that when somebody reports something, they become victimized, they become a target, for the very person that should mm-hmm. serve and protect the people of these islands. I am not here to shame or blame. I am here to say that it's about time in this country where women's rights are not only heard, but adhered to, not shamed or disgraced, but upheld mm-hmm. in dignity. Mm-hmm. We did not ask for this. If you put yourself in a position where you're in breach of any laws in this country, there is going to be a pushback. We have the generation, uh, children coming out of school, young young people, where we sensitize against sexual crimes. Mm-hmm. When you sensitize a generation, they are going to respond by reporting it and following the procedures that you have outlined within law that you have put in place to protect the people of these islands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When someone comes to the RCIPS, they should be handled with respect and every law followed. Let the process go through the process that is before us in law. Because if I go through this process and I am found innocent or guilty, I would have gone through natural justices processes, right? Mm-hmm. I would have I would have gone through what is before us, the mechanism that is before us to be mm-hmm. found either guilty or not guilty. Well, on July the 19th, 2021, we um the victim came forward and made a report at PSU, mm-hmm. Public Standards Unit. Mm-hmm. When she went to PSU, it was as a result of the alleged person who were committing these acts. He was employed by the RCIPS as an inspector. We followed the procedures that was outlined and guided by someone at the RCIPS. When we went to PSU, Mm -hmm. we made our complaint Remember, keep the dates in mind, July the 19th, 
2021. When we made our complaint, the inspector was notified. When you notify an inspector that someone has made a complaint of sexual harassment, mm -hmm. you lose evidence. It minimizes your case and puts you at a disadvantage. Mm. Nevertheless, the victim proceeded with the support of family members mm -hmm. with her complaint because we understood what mm -hmm. she would face on this journey. Why we understood it is because the culture of these islands and the very systemic issues that we face have to change. A lot mm -hmm. of people are being damaged as a result of the process. Mm -hmm. In December, okay, from July the 19th, 2021, the commissioner of police was on an email thread with the family mm -hmm. and other officials within the RCIPS investigating this case. There were things highlighted that was not normal or didn't seem normal during the investigation. Um, caller, let, me, let me just pause you. Sorry, let me just pause you right there. I do see that we have a caller calling in, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this call, but I do want um because I do want the guests in the studio to be able to kind of go through her story as uninterrupted as possible. But caller, did you have a quick comment that you wanted to add at this stage? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. I am well aware of what that caller is talking about. Yes, ma'am. And that officer is not the first incident because the same officer she's talking about, mm -hmm. me and her has had this discussion before. Mm -hmm. He has a criminal background in his country. Mm -hmm. So the question is, how is it that he has had the opportunity to be hired by the RCISP here in the Cayman Islands over the last past couple of years, married a Cuban, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. and got promoted. And when he was investigated for the first case, he was suspended. And all of a sudden, he went back to work without a say to the parties that were involved. That's my question to the RCIPS. And the next thing is, I think they need to do a pretty background check on all the officers they hire there because all of them have a criminal background, if you ask me. Mm -mm. All right. Goodbye. Yes. Thank you, my dear. Um, so yes, I mean, I, I want us to get a, a pretty good idea of exactly, um, what has transpired. So I appreciate that caller definitely, um, lending her voice to this and saying that, you know, she's had her own experiences because trust me, what, what I have discovered, um, in my advocacy and we see it all the time, you know, even, even my court case, when I showed up, against that certain person. Um, I had tons of evidence, tons of emails, different victims. Uh, these abusers tend to be very prolific. They don't normally just abuse one person and they're done. They abuse people, get away with it, abuse people, get away with it, and they just keep going and going and going. And they will never stop until victims gain the strength to come forward and speak out against them. And oftentimes they're not going to stop until there's some sort of criminal investigation. So caller, let me understand what it is that you're saying. I know you sent me a lot of um, letters from within the RCAPS, um, from the commissioner and the HR managers, and even one from a senior policy advisor uh, with the RCAPS. But essentially this complaint came about. Are you able to talk about the nature 
We even have one from the deputy chief officer. But are you able to talk about the nature of what the sexual harassment is and how long it went on for? I don't want to speak to that other than the investigation because this is still an ongoing matter. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm dealing with the investigative part of it. So, um, Ms. Sandra, when um, July the 19th, 2021 progressed with a lot of um, stress, a lot of, a lot of hurdles, we had to encounter a lot of things. The victim had very little support. The victim felt alone, but I want to state that there are some good per, uh, police officers within the RCIPS who some of them did reach out and continue to reach out and check on the victim. She was a young recruit under the inspector who should have mentored and guided her to a new path in her career. She was a young Caymanian who wanted to serve the people of these islands who come from a respectable family. She herself have lived a very good life, always giving to society. She goes to church and she's raising her family. As mm -hmm. anyone in society with great qualities, with a great zest for life. But that inspector took his position and his power to break a young soul that wanted to serve the people of these islands. The commissioner of police was on the email thread from July, from the beginning of the investigation. The commissioner of police selected the team that should have uh, been involved in this investigation. The family objected to one person on the investigative team and asked for an independent outside person to be involved in this case because of the things we were encountering. Well, we were denied that request by the commissioner of police and the investigation proceeded. During the investigation, uh, when the investigation concluded, the commissioner of police stated, um, not the commissioner, we got a letter, you have that in your possession, mm -hmm. stating that it was referred to an independent HR person to be fair to all the parties involved. In December of 2021, the victim attended a meeting where the findings was presented. And let me slowly tell you what the findings was said in that meeting. The victim was told that she was not allowed to know what the alleged perpetrator was guilty of, but he was guilty to a degree. She was not allowed consequences. And the victim asked, is this it? They told her, yes, this is it. In January, the commissioner of police received a correspondence seeking all evidence pertaining to this case. And questions was asked, why didn't this file go to DPP? Mm -hmm. What did the evidence speak to other than the victim coming to make a charge or an allegation on sexual harassment? Mm -hmm. We were told or CIPS that he was found guilty to a degree. Mm. Well, we have nothing in writing. We have no evidence. 
We continued in January and February to write correspondences seeking that information. The case deliberately statute bar because when you make a report six months after, I think you have a six months timeline within the law to do if it give rise to criminal liability to charge that person of the alleged crime or act that you are accusing them of. Well, it, de it depends. Well, so let me just clarify that. It depends, <clears throat> sorry, it depends on the nature of the criminal offense because some are not statute barred, but um, I don't know specifically, yep. you know, what the offense would be here and if it, if it is, but um, I do, I do take your point that they seem to have been dragging, dragging their feet. So what you're saying is, and we do have some, some correspondence here that we're going to pull up in a second. A complaint was made to the internal, um, what, what is their internal unit called? It's like they, they police themselves. It's, so you made a complaint to that agency. Mm -hmm. Right. And then so they we made a complaint. Uh -huh. It was confirmed that it was not being investigated by PSU. And I have that correspondence in our possession, the family. So, so the, the initial complaint was made to the professional standards unit, which is PSU. And then they came back at some point and told you that it wasn't being investigated by them? That was what the correspondence stated. I will go back to that. So who, who was investigating it? Well, I can only state how the investigation transpired. And that is why I made specific reference. Because when the correspondence came to say that it went outside an independent HR person. It was the commissioner of police who sent that correspondence outside to the independent HR person. So when they went to the findings and we wrote in um, January and February trying to get, we cannot go further on a case unless we know all of the information. What have you really found in this case? What are, if someone is touched by someone else, isn't that sexual assault? What mm -hmm. did the evidence? So we are on a witch hunt here and we are trying to hold on with a grip of saying this have affected the victim in a way. And it's a breach of public trust for us to be going through the processes that we have gone through for so long. It added to the victim's uh, outcome of being traumatized even more because she had not only to fight and stand as a woman in this country to say that under this heading, under this crime, it affected me. I am standing up and I want justice. But she also had to face the challenges and the fight within the system to get justice. Mm. When she went through all of this, she was told at some point that her contract could not be located. That her what? Sorry, and when again? Her contract, there was a new contract, contract that was oh. not be okay. located, mm -hmm. which we knew what was already there, was already resolved. So going mm -hmm. through all the traumas, appeared, and I'll use the word appeared because I understand that the heirs that be, mm -hmm. when the person comes, they 
always catch you on the out with your words, but they don't catch you on the out by their actions that have created this situation that we are faced with. No family wants to go through this. No mm -hmm. woman in this country be faced with this. You don't muzzle mm -hmm. women and victimize them further in the process of trying mm -hmm. to get justice or denied justice. Because when you don't provide a victim with her information, mm -hmm. when you do not provide a victim with the actual access to the DPP's office and a ruling on whatever you have found, she has been denied justice. There is going mm -hmm. to be a pushback because the narrative can change. Mm -hmm. It depends mm -hmm. who's speaking. I understand how it gets creative, but I am going to stand on the grounds of all of my emails and I'm going to stand with the victim because victims deserve to be supported in this country. Mm -hmm. When we wrote January, we got nothing. In February, we got nothing. In March, March of mm -hmm. 2022, because mm -hmm. remember the start of July 2021. Let me go mm -hmm. back to February, because remember now we wrote in January and February. In February, the inspector of police was brought to the district of East End. Mm -hmm. to a police meeting and announced his promotion in the middle of us trying to resolve these matters. So hold on. And let, me, saying, let, me, let, me, let me understand what you have just said. The person that you lodged the complaint against, right, in the middle of this mm -hmm. investigation, this ongoing investigation, actually got promoted within the RCIPS? Yes, he got promoted knowing the ongoing wow. issues with the victim and in charge of the victim and her, and her family in the districts that they resided in. So when the promotion was announced, a family member got up and spoke at that police meeting asking the commissioner of police if an elder of a church or anybody, a, a police officer, a lawyer, uh, anybody that commits uh, sexual harassment or sexual crimes against women and they are found guilty of that offense, should they resign? You were setting up for CMR. I think you set up after the fact that this question was asked in February. Mm -hmm. I don't recall. I think you came late. You were there late. Yeah, I, I, heard, meeting, I, heard the, I, I do believe I heard the question, though. I definitely heard the question being asked. At that meeting, everybody took a stand against sexual harassment. Everybody stood up to support the victim that was uh, being highlighted without calling names or disrespecting persons. The commissioner did not, and the commissioner of police, and I will be very respectful, did not answer the question directly. I don't recall it, but I have the, the actual thing videoed and in an archive. When February passed now in March, the victim is under the care of a doctor. The two employees of the RCIPS went to her resident unannounced mm -hmm. to try and get her to sign a letter. Mm -hmm. Further traumatizing and bullying the victim. Okay. The victim calls 
her mother and tells her they're at the door. Mm. Her mother called one of the officers because she had his phone number mm-hmm. and asked if they were at residence and he acknowledged that and I asked to speak to the female person who was in attendance at that residence. The female person said to me, we did not know where the victim was. I said, you didn't know where the victim was and we provided you with a signal? No, we didn't know where she was. Well, from that answer, I knew she was in trouble to even sign that letter because that was an untruthful statement to make on the first conversation that I'm asking or the first question that I asked you on, why are you there? When that female officer returned with that unsigned letter, I was, the, the, the family received an email that stated they were aware that she was on sick leave. Who leaves their office? When a victim is on sick leave and rush and ask them to sign a letter that is traumatized and under a lot of stress. Who does that in March? You have email correspondences that you can send to someone. Correspondence was being sent to the victim email constantly and continuously because it was a same email address requesting the correspondence and the evidence to be sent. To the victim, we, the family, proceeded to the ombudsman's office mm-hmm. because of lack of funds. The family communicated to the anti-corruption commission. The family communicated to the human rights commission, mm-hmm. and completed the whistleblower form. This is not people who's hiding and trying to lie. We are seeking the truth and justice. The only person that responded to us, the family, was the ombudsman's office. Mm. At the helm, the woman at the ombudsman's office, and I must commend her for standing up against the injustices against women in this country. The family received a redacted document in September in reference to this case. Time has lapsed, injuries has occurred, and it's a tragic situation. Mm. When it comes to your Bill of Rights, you're entitled to a fair trial, procedural fairness, and based on any one contractual duty, in the RCIPS. You are protecting and serving the people of these islands. And I wanna say this, when you your child speaks or someone's child speaks to them about something like this, it is the worst feeling you get in the pit of your stomach. And you know what's so bad about that is you feel sorry not only for your child, but the person that committed the act and wonder where was their head in all of this, who works hard to get where they're at and turns around and screw it up? Who do that? Mm-hmm. And screw this young lady up in the process? Mm-hmm. That is wrong and it should not be allowed to happen. 
not only were you promoted, showed power, showed instilled fear into that family that no matter what they did, you continue to soar above the clouds. Let me just pause you, um, Carla, just one, one second. Let me just pause you. So someone has sent me a screenshot and um, I didn't see this comment actually, but someone has sent me a screenshot um, where obviously someone has identified who you are in the chat saying that um, you have some nerve to come on air and talk about sexual harassment when you have harassed men for sex. Talk about bold face. I'm, I'm going to remove this comment and I'm going to caution all of you to be very careful. First of all, this caller is not here um, talking about herself. And she's certainly not here talking about whatever relations she may or may not have had with people, right? She's speaking up on behalf of someone else who is a victim. And unless you know the details of that specific situation and you're in a position to speak on it, do not make any um, judgment calls on the veracity, the truthfulness of what has been said in relation to that because you may have had an incident with the person who's now telling the story. Shooting the messenger is not what we're here to do today because I can tell you that we have documentary evidence that what this caller is saying, that a large part of it has merit, that complaints were made, that various agencies had been uh, contacted as it relates to this. So th this is where, um, when I talk about how we discredit victims, right? In this moment right now, we are talking about the RCIPS and an allegation, a very serious allegation of sexual harassment with a particular young lady. She's not able to speak out for herself. So this family member has come forward and they're sharing some of what has happened um, that they are aware of. You trying to attack the family member calling into question, you know, her sexual prowess yesterday, today, last week, whatever, is neither here nor there. If it doesn't have anything to do with the specific victim that we're speaking about, this individual can speak for this victim if she wishes to. She says she knows the facts. She has firsthand knowledge. So I am asking you guys as kindly as I can before I lose patience, do not put those comments in the comment section this morning. That's a different, that's a different conversation. If you want to allege that this woman, you know, tried to finagle men into sex or whatever, that's a different conversation. That is not what we're talking about here this morning. And you discredit, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about victim blaming and shaming. When you say things like that, this is not connected to this situation. What you're actually doing is you discredit victims. And somebody said, I bet you it was a man that made that comment. Yes, but you are discrediting victims. And I can't speak to what your allegations are against the caller. I don't know what that's about. But, you know, if in your opinion that was sexual harassment, then you should have done something about it at the time. Just like this family and this victim is trying to do something about what is happening to her. So I'm going to leave Sandra, it there. Um, Sandra, I am bold enough, strong enough to respond to that man. And I want him to know that I stand as a woman before him and the people of this country. And I have never 
harassed and a man out there to have sex. And if you are sided with the evil, evil people who commit acts against women in this country, just add yourself to the list because it's defamation. I have never, I don't live on the road and I can tell you right now, people can't call my name up. I don't have that kind of behavior to be out there trying to ask men for sex. Maybe if you tell me the other way around, but I am a decent woman and men can't call my name. So to the man out there, I'm sure you wanted me to have me. So when you all can't have somebody, you find a way to try to destroy mm -hmm. that woman, but you want to destroy me because and you know what, Carla, don't, you, don't even, I, yeah. And I, and I want to be very clear because th this, this is what is wrong when we start to talk about this issue. Even if you were the biggest, whatever, W-H-O-R-E, this side of the Mississippi, it does not take away from this story that you're telling. And, and this is what people don't, don't get. Listen to me, folks. Prostitutes are, um, are victims. They can be raped. They can be assaulted. Just because you have someone who you've asked six times to have sex with you and they've said yes to five of those times, if the sixth time they say no, it is rape. It's sexual assault. And this is where we need to get this message straight in her head. A woman can even be your wife and say no to you. And if you force yourself on her, it is rape. It is sexual assault. So when you try to question whether well, it's true or not, a person's sexual character and things that, oh, well, she did this or she dresses a particular way, that is the very definition of victim blaming. And you're trying to now take away from the real victim here, who isn't even this woman that, you know, she might be a side victim, but the real victim is potentially listening to this and saying, wow, this is the lack of support that I'm going to get in my community. Listen to me. So, I am going to say to them, I, mm -hmm. I stand on law and I stand on truth. No man in this country can call my name to say I've asked for sex. I carry myself in in a decent, respectable manner, and I am serving the people of this country with pride. And I'm mm. a prideful woman, and I've always had value for my life. I cannot be and will not be out on the road with men. I go to work to home. I dress really nice, and I look really good. And if that offends you that you can't have access to me, and I'm not available to that man that's very vindictive, and, and mm. always people like them use the same ammo, to shut women down because they themselves are involved in similar crimes and similar acts. We find men think that because they grew up in a society where when women were molested or, or sexually harassed, they had to suck it up and hide it. They mm -hmm. had to, because they were ashamed to speak about it. Well, I can stand on my truth. I am not on the road. I have never sold my body. I am not available to men and I have lived my life in a dignified manner. So to your comment, it is propaganda, it is lies. And yes, I have a lot of people that have problem with me because I look good, I dress good, and I carry myself in a good manner. But I go to work every day, and I'm always out there fighting for the rights of everyone in this country. And if I cannot sign up for the rights of someone in my family, then I have lost complete battle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that comment, please say that for me. Say that mm -hmm. comment for me, because he is going to have to prove it in the courts and I can tell him that I could go to court and carry a million cases there 
as far as sexual harassment towards me. But I have not done that. I have not lived my life out on the road and very few men can call my name. Very few people can call my name. Very few on one hand, have it that way. Because I've lived my life in such a dignified and proper manner. And anybody right. will Let, tell let's you not that even, woman, you yes. ask her for something, but she will not, she will not give you anything. Okay. Yeah. So you yourself need to go get lost and change your life. Yeah. Anyway, so let, I let, expect let's that. Focus. Sandra don't yes. want that to be a distraction. Exactly. Yes. So let, so let me look at some we, of the screenshots that we, we have. Um, Right. So we have one from the deputy chief officer, um, Nancy Bernard, that says, on behalf of the RCIPS, um, I apologize for any past behavior actions which fell short <clears throat> of our CIG public service ethos and values. I promise. Um, and then it, unfortunately, it has a name there. I'm sorry that we will strive to do better going forward. It is best that anything to do with this matter be cited by me. And of course, as final reviewer and approver of anything, the appointing officer, the CO, um, in that way, there'll be a greater chance of having trust in the RCIPS restored and less chance of things going awry. Please, um, you know, give my best regards and so on. So you have um, even the chief officer recognizing that things were not handled. Uh, the deputy chief officer, my apologies, that things were, were likely not handled um, in a particular way. So there's another letter here from the um, senior policy advisor saying that they're reaching out um, to update that the investigation of your BH&D, what does BH&D stand for? I don't know what that's, what BH&D is, but your BH&D complaint has been completed. However, to ensure that we have performed our duties in good faith toward all parties, the commissioner has engaged the services of an external HR professional consultant to perform a full review and provide an independent assessment and recommendations. It is estimated that this review will take approximately one month and the consultant engaged in this matter is Ms. Heather Halsey from Cayman HR. Please reach out if you have any questions. So what was the result of this independent HR personnel um, undertaking their investigations? Did anyone ever get back to you to tell you what their findings were? Nobody, um, all we know is what the redacted document that we got in September as a mm -hmm. family and uh, we continue. I must say that um, this is not reflective of the civil service or the civil servants. Um, mm -hmm. This is not reflective of a lot of good police officers. We have great leaders in government. We have great law uh, lawyers. We have great professionals all over, but when something happens, Somebody should not be muzzled and their rights further removed because they have stood in a personal matter. This is not a, a, a matter related to someone's employment. This is a family matter. Look at how long it took for us to come to the public domain. You know mm -hmm. what the ammo is a lot of times in this country? You got mm -hmm. people that support the perpetrator. You got people that support the victim. You got mm -hmm. people that commits the crime every day and takes it as a joke and think that, you know what, we got to bring this person down because we got to continue our behavior. But they can mm -hmm. have a time of their life. Because I guarantee you that I have lived such an outstanding life that nothing you, I have no skeletons in my closet. And whatever you bring, mm -hmm. I can challenge. 
But the people of, these, mm -hmm. of this country can see, I am a respectable person and have never gone out of the perimeters to degrade myself or to devalue it. And I'm ready for it because I've seen what happened to victims. The devil comes mm -hmm. to the surface. And propaganda. We have a, we have a letter here, um, and I'm I'm not going to show some of these on the screen because I realize actually that they may have some names in them. But there's a letter here from the yeah. victim who says that I'm seeking a letter to confirm the findings or outcome in the investigation that was just completed in my sexual harassment case, and I'm asking for a copy of the entire investigation and all emails, correspondence, and evidence pertaining to my case, as stated by my mother so and so. I'm not satisfied with the outcome of the case, meaning the decision made on the consequences of the person that was found guilty in relation to my case and seek to ask the following questions respectfully. Based on the evidence, was there other acts the perpetrator was guilty of? Based on the fact that I am part a part-time employee at the time of the incident, do I follow the same in-house procedures when a person is found guilty within the RCAPS? And can you please explain why this matter didn't proceed to the DPP's office? As a victim in this case, why was I told I could not know the consequences? Please note that after being updated at the last meeting and the findings, I asked the question, is this it? And I was told, yes, um, I am not in agreement with the decision and the path my case took after guilty verdict and seek clarity on the law that allows this process. Please, and any assistance on my legal rights would be much appreciated. If I could get a written response, I would greatly appreciate it. So that was one uh, bit of correspondence that was um, sent by the victim to the RCAPS pressing for more information. So basically, they admitted some degree of um, wrongdoing. And she went back saying, you know, what, what was really the outcome? Was the file sent to the DPP's office? I think there's a couple of things here because as it relates to sexual harassment, of course, you can have an internal investigation, but there is a point where it, it could have been elevated um, to a criminal matter, depending on the specifics um, of what is being alleged. And so obviously in this young lady's mind, uh, some of what he's done, which again, we don't have those specifics here this morning, could have amounted to a criminal case. And she wants to know whether or not the file was even sent to the DPP's office for consideration of whether or not a criminal standard was met. Now, as someone who's very familiar with the DPP's office and that process, I must tell you that I am I'm always surprised at the things that either they look at or don't look at or that are referred and sent to them versus some other things that are not. I mean, the DPP seems really happy and capable of getting involved in civil cases and civil matters and alleging harassment, annoyance, and all sorts of stuff, but you mean a case of sexual um, harassment and complaint within the RCIPS? No one thought to send that to the DPP's office for a review, but yet you can you can talk about when people are negotiating in a civil case. Well, let's send that criteria to the DPP's office for possible prosecution. Seems like seems to me like there's something wrong here, and a broader and the broader scope of things. When we yeah, yeah, when we got so, the redacted yeah. document, mm -hmm. challenges is that when you get the redacted document, remember we followed every process. The family went to, um, the family went to uh, the PSU, went through the investigative process, denied information, denied findings, had to go to ombudsman's office, 
again, I want you to, I want to reiterate, we have some great leaders in Man Island's government. As a result of great leaders, her, her, what happened at one point, they cut her salary. They cut her salary after being injured on the job. She had to endure this, not for a day. She endured that for a specified time. It took a great leader in the Cayman Islands government to shake the rock and ensure that her salary was reinstated. And it took a woman at the helm to make sure that we got the redacted document as a family. We are still hurting. We are still seeking an investigation into this matter to find out why has this case gone the way that it has gone? We are still wanting answers. This is a personal matter. It is a family matter. And it takes a lot for someone to go public. I want people to second guess and second. Don't ever think that I will not come back on this radio. Because knowing N's name that come after me false statements to uh, intimidate me to back away, I am going to respond to everybody because I have mm -hmm. lived an outstanding and on life and I have lived it with pride and purpose. And when I put on my heels and my dress, it is professionalism to the highest standard in this country. I don't need somebody to blow my horn my experiences and the way that I've lived my life for the people of these islands speaks for itself. So the little side haters, take a seat and back. Wait your turn, because your turn will come. Right now, I am focused on a victim. Let me, let me, let me ask you a question. Yes, let, let me ask you something, right? Tell us a little bit. I know you said you don't want to go into details of what... Um, he has done to her. And I know you've told me some of it, but um, can you tell us how this has impacted the victim? Because maybe people need to hear what the impact um, of this person's alleged actions have been. You see, for for us as a family, um, her medical information, I'm, I'm treating with uh, strict confidentiality. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be unfair to anyone in this process. I don't, because it took a lot to bring me to this point. Mm -hmm. I received an apology from RCIPS. This is not about the apology. This is about the, the manner in which an investigation, the route an investigation took, what the victim faced during the investigation. And it's still a lot of unanswered questions. Mm -hmm. Having answers is going to assist us on the journey that we're on. That journey is very, and, and I want to speak from a point of trauma. I walked in as a young girl on a situation where a family member of mine was being raped. Okay. Mm -hmm. When I walked in on that situation, it made me angry, but I stopped the perpetrator who retreated and left. Okay. And I stood up for that person. And from that day, that was something that left a mark on my life. 
an impression on my life. And that's why sometimes I find myself, I always believe mm. in advocating and hearing and helping for people, helping people mm. and to do good. But your good sometimes can get you in problems. Mm. Because remember, there's good people in everything you do. Mm -hmm. There are moments where when we see what we're going through at this point, mm -hmm. that we sit, we hug, we talk, and we're getting through it. But I am standing. Her legs may be weak to stand, and her voice may crackle and shake. But mine isn't crackling or shaking, and my legs is working. And to be fair to, I, I understand, and, and I think, I don't know if you can give me a little backing on this, but within mm -hmm. the rule of law, a person cannot be found guilty unless founded by a court or a tribunal, I think. So where did this guilty come from? Or, or what did it, how does it constitute a guilty of what? We're still unclear about that. This journey is not about shaming, it's about healing. It's about moving forward with something that other victims is affected by. Do I understand the consequences? Yes, because there is always ways to call someone on that out, but there are greater ways. If you stand, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. And that comes from Martin Luther King. I stand on those words because I have battled. And this case should not have gone the route that it went. Should never, because it wasn't something like I walked into the RCIPS, an officer at the front line took my complaints. This investigation was handled by the commissioner of police. Because that would have, that all boy guarantees me, this, this is going to be justice, this is going to get dealt with. It didn't happen that way. We're still grappling and trying to deal with all the details. This is an honest, real situation. And only people close to us know what we have been going through as a family. I didn't come here to get my wings or my crown from someone that's listening on this radio. Mm -hmm. I know who I know how I've lived my life. We have lived an outstanding life in society. This is about injustice. This is about justice for future women who comes forward with a company. This is about mm -hmm. making it right. Here to shame the alleged perpetrator. He has to go through a process like everybody else. Why was the process different? Why is it different? Why, 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 why do we go through all of this when it's clear cut? Finding a lawyer, people shake at the very thought of hearing where you're at. Mm -hmm. Some lawyers say, well, I don't know if they're going to allow this. Uh, who is they? I was lost. As, who are you talking about? They, I, we came to a lawyer seeking assistance. And you say, you don't know who's they that's going to allow this. We stand on law. We stand on law and based on my Bill of Rights, based on my human rights, I cannot be tortured. I cannot be abused or should not. I cannot be victimized as a citizen. 
standing in the gap of a witness in a case, a private citizen in this country. Mm-hmm. So when we look at any case, we walk away with one side and say, well, I don't think she did this and did that. No. When your own people at RCIP says you are guilty, they said it to an extent. But the process seems to be unfair and prejudiced. And I use the word seem to be unfair and very prejudiced. That traumatizes the victims even more. So with the information that we have provided, I pray that there would not be a situation where another victim stands her ground, walks into that police station, even with bended knees, and make a statement. I pray that there's never going to be a moment again in this country when someone comes forward with their story that there are evil lurking people in the background ready to fight with evil instead of doing good in this country because that has always been the ammo of people in these islands. You don't have to be a Caymanian. I said people around the world and these islands. I was involved in a case where a young lady was raped, okay? Mm-hmm. The person had rape. It caused the community uh, or the country to split in two. There were people accusing her of all kinds of ridiculous things and trying to figure out the story. Can you imagine some people, they don't know how to, to put a sentence together and they, they, and, they, and they look at something that's factual, but they take it. You can change the narrative, but you can't change mm-hmm the actual fact, what took place. Mm-hmm. That person to feel that for the rest of their lives. When they, they, one of these cases go to court, some people come out innocent, but they're guilty. Mm-hmm. That's the nature. Some people can make mm-hmm. complaints that don't exist. This is not the case. And the person that's advocating, you reiterate, has lived an outstanding life in society and she's a proud woman. While some people don't mm-hmm. like us because but we do what's good and we live a good life, and we're not out there on the road, well, there you go. You got a story to tell. Tell it to people that don't know who I am and, or mm-hmm. who the victim is. But I asked the governor of these islands, to this case, you know why? I have seen where the governor himself is against crimes against women in this country. I have seen where the governor of the person resigned as a result of their behaviors. And he has taken a firm stand. I have seen the deputy governor take a firm stand against people who commit crimes against anyone, especially women mm-hmm. and young girls in this country. I am not here saying something that's unfactual or defamation. I am standing on the law of human rights and the right of expression. So long it is a truthful statement I am making. Mm-hmm. I leave it there and say thank you. Mm-hmm. But we our journey has just begun. All right, I want to thank you. Thank so you for everything that you've done today. Mm-hmm. Well, we certainly appreciate. Um, um, so the other women, 
to the other women that stood with us and to the, the uh, officers at the RCIPS that stood with us, the doctors, everybody that has been working tirelessly as a team, the family members, to get through this process, I want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. To the people that is listening, don't be swayed to be someone that hates or have a personal grudge against somebody. Be swayed by the fact that you too have to stand for women in this country and that the process should be fair, the process should be adhered to, and victims should get justice. This mm-hmm. cheating and, and, and lying and trying to destroy character for standing on truth, it's done. If you can't have access to someone, move on, get over it. Use your mm-hmm. energy to create your own life. Destroy somebody else on lies. All right, caller. Thank you very much. And thank you. All right, my dear. All right, folks. Um, we do have a caller on the line, so we'll open the phone lines now uh, for your comments. Good morning, caller, and welcome to the program. Good morning. What I wanted to say was to the lady who, um, you know, was on, not to, I think she got sidestepped there in the end by um, in, trying to defend herself. And um, I'm sure she sounds like a smart person. So I'm sure she knew she would have, you know, the naysayers out there. So just going forward, you know, I don't allow, and the only thing I heard was one naysayer don't allow one naysayer to sit you down when you know you have a just cause, especially um, one like this. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you expect that. Just expect it and move on. Mm-hmm. Just do that. Yeah. Thank you. All right, my dear. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate. I mean, listen, none of us can um, sit back and say that we're perfect and that maybe even in our lives that, uh, you know, we have not um, done things uh, that we're less than proud of. But that, again, doesn't mean that you can't be victimized. And it, mean, it doesn't mean that people around you cannot be victimized. And I, I do have an issue and I take issue with people who want to then look at you and say, well, you know, look at all this other stuff, unless it's related to this specific allegation. And you know something specific about this. And none of you have said anything I've received, you know, one or two private comments as well. You're, you're wanting to d- disparage the messenger, disparage the caller. Um, oh yeah, but isn't she in court? What does that have to do with anything? I don't know if she's in court. Somebody said she might have a civil case. What, what does that have to do with her story this morning and the allegations that she's made? Is it related to those allegations? If not, ask yourself, why are you saying those things to me? right? That's how you deflect and try to discredit people. Yeah. She could be a criminal. I'm not saying that she is, but she could have been a criminal. What does that have to do with the allegations with this young lady who's receiving psychological help and counseling because of what she's had to endure? Are the two related? If they're not related, then I have to ask you to question yourself as to why you are bringing it up. This is what we do to victims time and time again. And I, for one, am personally sick and tired of it. 
because it smacks of let's not focus on the real issues here. Let's not ask the, the questions of accountability. Let's not ask the questions of you said there was some degree of guilt here. Why was the file not referred to the DPP's office? You know, why was a proper police investigation? You know, why was this person promoted in the middle of all of this situation? Why is this person allowed to contact the victim in the middle of an investigation of this nature? There's a lot of questions here that you could be asking instead of sending me a remark about, oh, well, isn't she in court for something? You know, I can only imagine how that caller who has, again, put her personal business out there, of course, right away, some of you would recognize who she is and whatever. I can only imagine how she must feel this morning. And this is part of the problem. This is why victims do not come forward. Because we don't have a safe place for victims to come forward and tell their story without the peanut gallery. And some of y'all need to shut the F up. If I, if I were to really be brutally honest with you this morning, when victims speak and you want to disparage them, I want to tell you to shut your mouth. Because if we were going to look at each other's lives in skeletons in people's closet, honey child, please don't get me started. Like I said, none of us are perfect saints. So let's just leave it there. Because some of y'all have failed. Listen. But for the grace of God here today, don't get me started. Because sometimes we have no room to speak about other people. But let's try to keep the conversation on point, shall we? If it's not related to the specifics of this case and this investigation, and you don't have a, a constructive comment to make about this, right? You could be a victim. Your grandchildren and your children could be victimized as well. Don't be so quick to try to be like, oh, well, what else she doing the rest of her life? Who cares? I don't care what that lady does in the rest of her life. I don't care. When it comes to this topic, we need to be of a singular voice to stamp this out, to let the perpetrators know. Because right now what you do, when you try to disparage the messenger in this situation, all you're doing is empowering the perpetrator. Who, who is this man? I have a name. I don't know who he is. Somebody said, I bet you he's not Caymanian. Listen, I don't know. Well, we know 99% of force not Caymanian, but you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter because Caymanians, I'm sure, have done it. Non-Caymanians have done it. You know, I, I have a sister who was the Cayman's first pilot, right? Flying the big jets way back in the day. Cayman Airways has tried to rewrite history with these new young ladies and kudos to them. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, they're the first pilot. No, they're not. My sister was actually the first pilot, the first female pilot in this country. And I just remember hearing about how hard she's studying for her pilot's license and doing this and doing that. And you know, at the end of the day, she walked away from an entire profession that she loved because of the sexual harassment that went on back in the day. Some of the stories that I've heard, not even from her, but from other people about putting tampons in the pilot's seat and all kind of stuff that, that she was subjected to just because she's a woman that, that they didn't think <clears throat> was deserving of being in a position and a job that has traditionally been dominated and held by male counterparts. So even the women that have come after her, they should be thanking her 
She didn't stay for long because she refused to put up with it, but they should be thanking her for being part of setting that trailblaze for them to then be able to come afterwards and not be subjected to that type of behavior. But, you know, we don't have a choice sometimes what people do to us and how people treat us, but we have a choice on how we're going to respond. And this is why my position when it comes to victims of sexual abuse, sexual harassment, sexual assault is very, very firm. I stand with victims. Yeah. And I don't care who you are as the perpetrator. If you have done any of these egregious acts, you need to be held accountable. You should be in court and you should be held accountable. We live in societies where we are giving these men a pass on a regular basis. Listen to me. I was taken to court, told that the truth didn't matter and that I could harass this man with the truth about what he was doing to young girls and other things in this community. After the years I have received, I have a whole folder on my computer full of victims' comments. Oh, he did this to me. He did that to me. I even had a young lady come to me and said, Miss Sandra, I hear how you speak out against this person. And there are people in this community like, oh, you must have an issue with him. Like, like I said, always want to shoot the messenger. Oh, you must want to be in a relationship with him. Oh God, the thought of even being in a relationship with somebody like that makes my stomach, it makes me physically want to throw up. But this is what y'all do to validate these perpetrators, right? And not stand with victims. And this person said to me, because the victims are afraid of coming forward, they're not going to say so publicly. This person said to me, I'm ashamed. I am ashamed as a victim to say that I was in a financial situation. I was desperate, didn't have any food, this and that. And this person came through with money for sexual favors and I gave in. I mean, I got to tell you, my stomach was physically sick. And this is a person, oh, they want to run for politics in this country. They want to represent the community. They want to pretend like they're an upstanding person. That's why they jump up and get involved in a fraudulent marriage. Yeah. And then when someone like me speaks up, as Johan said, I'll be the one who ends up in front of the courts and being charged and have a grand court uh, judge in this country tell me that the truth in this case doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if what I said about the person is true or not. Y'all don't have any clue what the real fight is here and what we're up against when it comes to this specific issue. It's unbelievable. And there's so many victims out there, left, right, and center, that are always contacting me. You know, I mean, the the journey that you have to take to advocate on behalf of victims in this community is not one that you will get any praise or credit for. I want y'all to understand what it took for that woman this morning to get on this radio station where thousands of people will listen and hear her voice and know who she is and by extension know exactly who the victim is. You all have some nerves getting on your effing high horse to try and judge a situation and a victim that you know nothing about. 
judge and shoot the messenger. Because it is easier for you to do that than to acknowledge and accept what is actually happening in this country every single day to our children and our women. And in some cases, even men are victims. I take personal insult to it. I take personal insult to it. You know, I work, quite frankly, tirelessly to highlight the perpetrators amongst us, the ones that we know about, because trust me, there's a lot that you're not going to be able to guess who they are because they're so disgusting and they're able to hide, systemically hide who they are in these communities. And again, some of you are part of the problem. Some of you are part of the cover-up. MPs in this country talking about they want you to respect them when they're child molesters, when they're perpetrators. You can't get no respect from me. Because I see you and I know who you are. Plying young boys with alcohol. And because you're a businessman and oh, you've had a reputation and this and that, everybody in this community, go ask Georgetowners, turn a blind eye to who these perpetrators are. But we can give them awards, right? We can recognize them as, oh, they've helped, they've done so much in this community. So much what? Raping and sexually molesting little boys that are damaged for life? that have to jump up and run to the UK because they can't even live in their own country because of, of, of how their lives have been distraught and how people in the community know what has happened to them and nobody would speak up, nobody would do anything about it. Every case I sit in and I hear these harrowing details of men and, and you know abusing children and doing all this sort of, I mean, it just, it makes me physically ill. And yet I sit there and I torture myself to try to bring this information to you, the public, so you can begin to open your eyes. So as a community, we can start to accept the undercurrent of what is happening here. It is horrific. Churches are part of the problem. Politicians are part of the problems. Mothers and fathers, uncles, grandfathers, step-parents who are covering up are part of the problem. So whether it's a DJ Renato who raped that woman twice and y'all sitting here talking about, I don't know if he really raped her. Maybe she had buyer's regret. Listen, I make it my business to sit there and listen to the facts in a trial and I talked to victims and I watched his mannerisms and I listened to him. He was so confused with those lies he was telling. He didn't know head from tail. Y'all don't have to tell me, right? The system sometimes get it right. Sometimes they get it wrong. But by and large, we live in a community where the victims are the ones who are having to fight for their right to even have a voice. We live in a community where we can't get a sex offenders registry. We live in a community, folks, where I'm just thinking of this young lady now 
in relation to DJ Renato. She's going to come on the program, by the way, after he's sentenced, and she's going to talk to you all directly. This one changed the entire course of her life. Why? Because she could not function any longer in this country. She couldn't function on the professional path that she was on. Suicidal. She felt like taking her own life. While this man held her down and sexually assaulted her not once but twice. And he's out there playing dominoes, partying, DJing, doing the most as though nothing has happened. Because to him, nothing has happened. He don't care. It's her life that has been turned upside down and altered forever. And when someone brings you the message, brings you these stories, y'all have the audacity, the nerve to talk about the messenger. I am welcoming you this morning to please shut the fuck up. Excuse my French, but just shut up. You discredit victims in a way that you should be ashamed of yourself if you even understood what you were doing. But we, we have to be in a position to do better. We have got to be in a position to learn. Because you're the reason, when you discredit people, why victims will not come forward. You know how many people over the years have come to me, and I tell you from all walks of life, lawyers, professionals, it doesn't matter. Sandy, I have been victimized, and I can't tell anybody. Oh, but why, why did they wait 10 years? Some people wait a lifetime. Some people never tell anyone. I remember one young lady, she's Canadian, been here a long time now, came to me one day and she said, I can't tell because my parents are alive. I said, what do you mean? Because it was my uncle, someone they trusted in the family. And this 10, 15, 20 years later, they would still blame themselves. This would break my family apart. This silence that victims feel, the burden that is put on them to remain silent at all costs has got to stop. We have a young lady, a teenager in this community who took her own life because her own cousin was sexually molesting her. Hmm? Oh, they come from a good family and this and that, really? She took her own life after years of sexual molestation and abuse. Yeah. And when I started addressing this with some community leaders saying, wow, we really need to do something about teen victims as well as teen perpetrators. Oh, well, you know, they're just kids. We need to treat them differently. Yes, the treatment is different, but it does not include ignoring what the underage perpetrator has done to the point where the victim suffers from PTSD and all sorts of other psychological um, personality disorders and depression and everything else where they cannot go on with their lives. They don't even have at that age the coping mechanism to know what to do. And not everyone can survive trauma. 
without the proper support mechanism in place. And what I want to say this morning, folks, is as a community, the Cayman Islands continues to fail victims on a regular basis. All the time. That's what we do best. We fail victims best. We shoot the messenger best. We're not standing with, with the victims. We're standing with the perpetrators. And to me, that is egregious and it is a problem. There is no victory to be had for turning a blind eye the way that we do. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Some of y'all know who these perpetrators are. They've been fathers and uncles and trusted people in the lives of children and other adults that have taken advantage of people. And you know what somebody like DJ Renato had the audacity to say? Oh, this is the first black girl that I've had to deal with. The Spanish girls don't mind. Oh, so the Spanish girls don't mind when you hold them down like a cockroach and force yourself on them with your nastiness and rape them. They don't mind is what he told somebody. He's never had this, this complaint before because he only been dealing with Spanish girls, you nasty MF. Oh, this is the first black girl. Look at what she did, really. My hope for you is that when you go to jail, because it's coming January 31st, you might hear what he's getting, that you get a very lengthy sentence and that they will put you in the cell with the person who's going to hold you down every night like a cockroach and do the exact same thing to you that you did to this young lady. Destroy the life. The victim is concerned, like, okay, if I come on your show, you know, I still don't want people to think, to know who I am, although I'm not a Caymanian, I live abroad. But this community is so judgmental. Oh, well, you know, what was she wearing that night? What, what is she dressed like? Mm-hmm. Were the heels too high? Was the clothing this? Was it, I mean, can we please stop the nonsense? Good morning, caller. Good morning, Miss Sandra. I'm listening to your program, and it brings me back to many, many years ago. But in 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 these victim cases, I must say the the, the authorities that can do something about it, the leaders that can do something about it, the churches that can do something about it, we're treated like a third world. That's, that's, that's what's happening. But many, many years ago, perhaps you were very young then, and perhaps you were off the island. But it was a case of a uh, 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 father, uh, if you can call him that, mm. um, molesting his 11-year-old daughter. And the church didn't do anything or he was raping her like every night, and the grandmother mm. stayed in the, in the room mm -hmm. and listened to all of this was going on. Yes. Were you on the island then, Miss Sandra? My dear, let me tell you something. That that case is the very case I had not long returned that made me begin to see the problems in Cayman that 
as it relates to this issue and where in truth my advocacy began because of that case. And you know what? I heard, as you rightfully said, that the grandmother was practically right there, would hear the little girl crying and did nothing to help. And in fact, what she did was wrote a letter to the compass. I will never forget it because when I read it, I almost fell out of my chair. She wrote a letter to the compass talking about who, when he was finally convicted, talking about who, let who without sin judge her son and 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 throw throw the stone. I said, "Wow." Mm-hmm. But yes, you know what? Yes. What's gonna? Because she 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 thought it was okay because she up in church and walking up and down Newlands Bypass with her skirt all the way down to her ankle. That 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 you know. Listen, I didn't even know, yeah. I didn't even know if the child was 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 popular eleven yet, but it, she might have been eleven when it finally came to light. And for years, this poor child was so damaged that she was sending when he was incarcerated, the poor child, because again, we don't have any support for victims, right? We, we're not giving them the assistance that we need, even in terms of the counseling. So this poor child was so confused and, and befuddled and everything else that she would be writing him letters while he was in prison, mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. about how much she loved him as a father. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because she... Know, this is what we do. We mess, we mess people up, and we don't even give them the help that they need afterwards. Exactly, and, and what gets me, the authorities that could do something about it, we're hardly paying them, and then when any little thing happens, mm-hmm. very small, and, uh, and they go after the case, the, uh, and they're asking the, 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 the civilians out here to give them some help. Really? Really? No, not, not, not every um, policeman or, 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 or the authorities is alike. But you, you wonder when you can't get justice. I haven't been a victim because I'll be in in the woman's prison and last in a while because I, you know you ain't gonna get justice. So mm-hmm. take your own justice. That's that's my little piece for the morning. Good morning, Sandra, and good morning to 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 the listeners. Thank you so much, my dear. Another listener to the program says that uh, in that particular family, um, abuse runs in the family because we got uncles that have been convicted, cousins that have been convicted of the same thing, molesting children. And that does not surprise me because of the way in which uh, molestation works within families. Sometimes it is literally a family affair and it is normalized. You know, little girls, I was listening to something the other day and, you know, this year, 2023, I'm going to have more victims on this program because I am going to force the people that came down, I don't care if you like it or not, to open your eyes to this issue. Right. And if we have to go abroad to get victims to share their stories, because you are kidding yourself if you think that the exact same things are not happening right here. But sometimes it's so normalized that the victims, the child victims will tell you that they didn't know that this touching was wrong because, you know, from the age of three and four years old, somebody was doing it to them. 
And it just goes from one generation to the next. I was listening to interview the other day with this girl, her father, which happened to be her stepfather, but at the time she didn't even know that he was her stepfather, started molesting her. And then as she got older, she started molesting her younger brother because she was just showing him what the father was doing to her. And it wasn't until she got older that she realized, oh my God, this isn't right. And you know, the sad thing is the saddest, one of the saddest parts of her interview, she was saying that she remembers um, maybe eight or nine years old. She had a birthday party and one of her friends came and went back to the school and said how um, she was sitting on the stepfather's lap and that he had a, you know what, erection. And she went and told the school and, and this little girl, eight, nine years old, no, 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 you're lying at my stepfather. That's not true. Knowing full well that he was molesting her. But we put these children in such a state where sometimes they are trying to protect and defend perpetrators. Even now, when we talk about this case, somebody messaged, oh, well, you know, the little young lady, she can hear this, she can listen. And, and she's the victim here. Why, why are you all trying to make her sound like if somebody, if she shares her story or somebody talks about it or she talks about it, that that's a bad thing. What happened to her was the bad thing. And the fact that grandmothers and mothers and other people sat back and did nothing. Like that last caller say, it wouldn't be me. I would be sitting in jail. Well, I'm not gonna be sitting in jail because they're not gonna find nobody. That'd be one case of DPP not find nobody. You understand what I'm saying? It pisses me off. It makes me upset. And if y'all had the same kind of energy for tearing down messengers, mess, the messenger, if you use that same kind of energy in trying to protect victims, y'all would come far, honey chill, because you got a little bit too much energy for other people. And the energy is misguided. Gabby says, I remember this so sad. Every time I cross that house, I think about it. We have, we have, generations folks of people who are scarred and dysfunctional they can't have proper relationships themselves then they scar and make their children dysfunctional because of this issue we have to be prepared to stamp this out enough is enough yeah what was shared this morning that was a brave thing for that caller to do under any circumstances. Some of y'all need to find some of that bravery juice for yourselves. Stand up for other people who might be afraid or incapable of standing up for themselves. That has to be your remit. Find your voice as gossipy as it can be sometimes Lend some of that energy and some of that gossip to helping victims. Rosanna says the RCAPS only business about catching drugs so that they can resell it on the streets. Anything else isn't worth the time. It's not going to make them an extra buck. Solange, good morning, says, thank God for you, Sandy, being a strong voice for those in need. Lady Damas says, Sandy, may the Lord continue to cover you.
It's just unbelievable. Johan says, what is being discussed can best be described as a systemic sliding scale of accountability, subject to who you are, who you're connected to, your loyalty to a group, and who you for. Isn't that something? Cameron says, good question. Why are we going through all this? Because we've lost our values and principle and have allowed corruption to creep into our societal standards. Evil has taken over Cayman. Well, Cameron, I hate to be the the breaker of bad news, but it has always been here. And unfortunately, we have been too comfortable with turning a blind eye. Tiana says, unless it affects them, they don't care. And this is why, Tiana, I want to encourage all of you to understand that it does impact you. The vast majority of people you see out there with drug and alcohol problems who are struggling with, with, you know, they have dealt with these types of abuses in their lives. You only have to dig, you know, dig the surface a little bit. And you'll understand how it is destroying our families and our communities. Johan says, stop talking about the DPP before they get you charged for something else. You're public enemy number one. Oh, Lord have mercy. Good morning to Miss Paula. Janelle says, so true. Uh, Miss Brenda says, Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, it is a thing where victims, poor things, are just so confused. I mean, you can only imagine that someone who's supposed to be there to protect and love you ends up doing something like this. I guess it would confuse the the, the best of, of all children, especially. Janelle says, when you go to the police to report the police, ask you what you were wearing. Can you imagine? So many of them are ill-trained, not trained at all about these types of situations. Cameron says that we can curb the corruption we're seeing and nip it in the bud if we start to fight for each other's battles. And this is it, folks. Um, You know, I fight tirelessly on this, not because I have been a victim or I have been victimized, but because I know too many victims, one too many victims. And I have a sense of the destruction that it has done in their lives. And so... If a victim can't find their voice and they can't speak up, what are the rest of us sitting back doing? Is is it not our moral obligation to try to help and to try to stamp this out as much as we can? Someone from overseas says that officer's probably a lodge member. Well, I don't care if he's a member of a KKK. I don't care who, who he's a member. You know what I'm saying? The RCIPS is a fraternity in and of itself. And unfortunately, they are protecting some bad officers up in there and it needs to stop. I don't know what it is about this officer that has given him any degree of protection. There should have been an independent investigation and review of this matter with a view to bringing criminal charges everybody else in the world can have a hashtag me too moment. And here we are in the Cayman Islands, just behind the times. 
It's ridiculous. Kimanian problem says um, that sick SOB, he was the first one at the prison front gate when they had the riots in the 90s because they were dealing with his case. Didn't he end up in the hospital during that? I remember that some people decided to, to give him a little bit of prison justice, as it were. Yeah, I see him walk around all over the place like a peacock with his bong cap in the air and this friggin' afro from the 1970s and walking up and down grocery store. Never has a cart and actually buying groceries, but be looking at you in the nastiest way. Well, I guess what? I reckon he knows who I am because every time he look at me and I give him one drop dead MF look, he quickly turned the other way. I've always wondered, why is it that if I go to Kirk's supermarket, I go to Foster's, every supermarket, especially on a Saturday, which I try not to go on Saturdays, I see this man trolling up and down in the grocery store. One time I went up in a um, mango tree and I see him sitting there. I, I left. I'm like, I'm not even sitting in the same space with this child molester. You see, that's the kind of energy we need to have. We need to make them feel uncomfortable. You're not a hero when you walk around looking, oh yeah, you know, he got girlfriends and I don't care. He shouldn't be walking around like he, he discovered penicillin. But in this community, that's what we're all about. He feels like he the one with the rights. No, sir. No, man. Mm-mm. We have got to do better. Cameron says it will take courage, bravery, and selflessness to even start to fix the problems that we're being challenged with. Debbie says the RCIPS needs a complete overhaul. Sarah Sue, thank you so much for joining the conversation. She says, I was present for a rape kit and the female staff were so rough and judgmental. The victim was so hurt and embarrassed that she left. Wow. It's not just the community that victim shames. The entire process is so disheartening from so many angles that it's easier to just seek therapy and not speak up. My God, what am I hearing? Unbelievable. I, I I wonder was this was this recent, um, Sarah Sue? I mean, I'm hoping you can tell me that this was 30 years ago and that things have gotten better. But somehow I suspect that that's not the case. Everybody else is doing training for victim advocacy within the within their police forces. They have a special unit. Now we clean, we have the MASH unit. And I'm telling you, the MASH unit, they're not mashing nothing. It's just more convoluted. It's like, okay, we're gonna get a unit together. And, and everybody, you know, um, we got, we have the police representative here, all under one, one floor and a building. We've got, you know, um, family and children services. And the idea is, cause everybody's there, there should be a seamless investigation and transition when it comes to children and, and these types of sexual complaints. And I'm telling you, there's a lot to be desired because I've had victims dealing with these same mass unit people reaching out to me. Why haven't we heard an update? Remember the former, um, uh, what was she, PR manager, whatever, at the RCIPS? 
One time I sent a message on behalf of a victim saying they were checking. Uh, the victim was a child. So these are the parents now saying, where is this case? We've not had any updates. We can't reach anybody, blah, blah, blah. So I simply forwarded the message to the RCAPS saying to please, you know, reach out. I wasn't saying reach out to me. I don't need to know. It's the victims asking the question, their parents. And that little fresh, pr- let me tell you something. Popish fool got respond to the police commissioner. Didn't realize she's so stupid. Didn't realize she was responding to me at the same time. Oh, don't, don't respond to her. She doesn't even deserve a response. Really? Really? You got to come in my country to work for my RCIPS, right? And I'm asking you to please update these victims and where the investigation is. And you're talking about, I'm not the one who deserve response, honey child. You don't even deserve to be here. I was so glad when she left this jurisdiction. Although she sued the government and left with a bag of money because she slipped and fell on a wet floor. But this, this is what we're dealing with. This is the audacity of some of these people. We, we, it's cringeworthy that we have stupidity amongst our own people. And then we're going to turn around and import people who are talking about, here I am trying to advocate on behalf of victims. Oh, she doesn't even deserve a response. Who is she? Boy, let me tell you something. It's a good thing that sometimes I know how to just bite my tongue. huh? But it was that day that I said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of your unprofessionalism, your rudeness. And now I'm going to put in a formal complaint with the ombudsman's office as to why you continually, systematically refuse to respond to my emails. And look, now I finally have an email in your own words that I know you're doing it on purpose. One media house can send you a set of questions. CMR would send you the same questions. You would ignore us, not respond to us, and respond to the other media house. I bet you when I was finished with them over the ombudsman's office, they started to adjust their attitude. And thank God she left. Caymanians, you need to speak up. Non-Caymanians, you need to speak up. Do not let people abuse you and railroad you in this life. You got one life to live, huh? Good morning, caller. Hello? Miss Sandy. Yes, um, Seems like you're not understanding entirely. It's your money. It's your money they come here for. You didn't come to join a community. At least not your community. They mm-hmm. didn't come to do good. They came here for your done. Wow. That's it. Soon the money. If they could find this money someplace else, mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. benefits they get you, you know, like not much competition, access to high places, mm-hmm. you know, good, you know, low crime rate and da 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 da. Oh my. I pet peeve, no income tax. Um, they wouldn't be here. It is the money. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. So sad. So sad. I mean, Lord Jesus. Ms. Vernita said, You go, Miss Sandy, darling. Crying can be cleansing. I know on a pain. I kind of regret not telling my mom before she passed. Rest in peace, mom. Uh, you call my mom name in the brack and her abuse be first thing. 
And can I say that as much as we have this fight going on here on this island, oh, Jesus, let's not even start to talk about Cayman Brack. Wow. Brackers, he's some peace. They're, they're about 25, 30 years behind us uh, on issues like this. It is the norm for men there to want to go after little children, little boys and stuff. Yeah. I have brackers tell me, well, we don't got nothing else to do but molest people, children, and drink. Can you believe it? I've had people who like, you know, I'm from the Brack. I want to move back. But because I've got underage children, I'm afraid. Because it's so normalized there. Whoa. Miss um, Brenda says, Sandra, is she the same one that was gratifying the prisoners in lockup? And fellow colleagues. No, no, that's another one. (laughs) My God, there's been so much dysfunctionality from our imported civil servants. But no, no, no. We've had multiple psychologists and psychiatrists at the prison having sexual relations with prisoners. And then lying about it and having the head of the prison service at the time trying to cover up for them and trying to hide it. And when another senior prison officer went and complained about it. They wouldn't believe her. So she had a camera set up to catch them in the act, which by the way, y'all ever wondered what happened to that footage and where did that investigation go? Cause she surely caught him. She's the one who then gets fired. She's trying to, to get evidence for wrongdoing after reporting it to supervisors who did nothing about it. And they turn around and punish her and fire her. Well, thank God for lawyers, because guess what? They had to hire her back, give her back pay, and then some. But they still, to this day, trying to make her life um, living hell, because they have her on leave again. You see, once they set on you as someone who is not going to go along to get along, and you you might have to stand by the right thing in this world, oh, you're going to have some trouble in life. They could be coming at you every turn. Rosanna says, yep, the almighty dollar. Gabby says, exactly. Most of them are just here to get a paycheck. Build their house or business back home and leave. They could care. They could care less about our community. Sandra says, at the end of the day, it all boils down to her government, who's controlled by the expat civil servants, expat human rights, expat judges, expat police, all in authorities. Now, to be fair, Sandra, let me say this. Some months ago, I had a meeting uh, with the governor and um, some of his team on this very issue of child abuse, specifically when it comes to children. And they were asking the question, what more can they do? Because they have received funding for the Cayman Islands Funding meaning money, and they've tried to implement programs and put things in place, right, to improve the processes, to educate, and to try to see what we can do to protect children, and when children are victimized, how we can get them justice. And here they are saying, it's not working. What is wrong with this island? What more can we do? You know? And that they're going to churches and saying, you know, can we, um, schools saying, can we put these educational 
programs, sex education, whatever in schools. And guess what? The private schools linked to religious education and tied into churches are saying, no, 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 no. We can't have any sex education in their school. We can't teach our young girls and boys what is appropriate and inappropriate touch and what to do should someone do this to them and how to protect themselves. We can't do that because that goes against our religious beliefs. Y'all hear me correctly now. As private religious school in the Cayman Islands actually did this. Nope, we can't have that type of education because it goes against our religious beliefs and the word of God. Y'all need to sit down because I don't know what Bible you be reading. But this is why you have people out in the streets who don't want nothing to do with churches because y'all wouldn't know Jesus and God if he slapped you upside your head. That is not Christian-like. But religion trying to control the masses and trying to keep y'all stupid, yeah, and unprotected. Your children are the ones who are being victimized and you can imagine. Sharon said, Jesus, get call on him because sometimes I feel like he the only one that might be able to knock some sense into some people. Yeah, they were refusing child-appropriate education that is working in other places, done by professionals in the name of God, in the name of, of the good book. Can you imagine? Well, Al Ebang said the Bible, what a book. Well, it's been used to justify so much foolishness that sometimes I literally just have to shake my head. So I, again, want to thank the lady who came on the program this morning, huh? And those of you who are inclined to message me with your foolishness about that lady this morning, do yourselves a favor and do me one too, because I don't want my blood pressure to get any higher than it is. I might have to end up taking two tablets a day instead of one. And I don't want to have to tell you about your backside here today either, if I can help it. Do yourself a favor. And don't message me with foolishness because I am not going to take kindly to it. You understand what I'm saying? Read my lips for those of you watching the live stream. For those of you listening on radio, listen to me very, very carefully here today. I stand with victims. I speak up for victims. I'm not going to, with no degree of evidence or anything else, tear down the messenger. I'm looking at messages. I'm looking at what the police commissioner said in this case. And I'm telling you that what this woman and her family are going through has merit. When they can send a half-ass apology letter and use the word, well, oh, he's guilty of some things. Well, if he's guilty of some things, he should be before a court of law. If your investigations allegedly found that he is guilty of some things, then you better step up to the plate and do something better. You're going to show up to the victim's house 
HR manager and investigator. I've never even heard of such a thing happening before. You go to somebody's house while she's under the care of a physician and talking about you want her to sign a document about the findings. And then they have to turn around and wait until September of 2022 to actually get a copy of that same document. You know that there's something wrong with the system. They had to go to the ombudsman's office to get a copy of that document. But yet they want her to sign, oh, you're, you're okay with these findings? No, honey child. Knowing that the girl is, is getting psychological help when you're at your weakest is when they want to come at you. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandra. How are you? My dear, I'm okay. Okay. Um, first of all, Sandra, I hope that your caller is still listening because this is a personal message to her. Um, I'm very proud of her. Very happy that, you know, she had the courage mm -hmm. and the strength. You could hear the pain in her voice because I gather from what she's saying, this person is close to her. Mm -hmm. So I want to say a big thank you to her, you know, for having the courage to come on your show this morning to talk about this. This is something that is happening all too often. And unfortunately, it's happened in the police force. I am the daughter of a police officer. Okay. Mm -hmm. God rest his soul is passed on. And I know many of your callers know who I am. Mm -hmm. And based on their comments, they don't like me and they don't like my comments. And I say to them, have a good day. I will not dignify their comments about me with any explanations mm -hmm. like your caller did. Because I think that threw her off her message this morning, which was most unfortunate. But in my opinion, based on what was unveiled here this morning regarding that matter, I think it's time for them to get independent or take independent legal action. Um, no lawyer should say, oh, you don't have a case based on what was unveiled. And if they don't, then I would say that's a further prejudice to them. It is mm -hmm. very, very unfortunate when you have an incident with anyone from the, uh, what do you call themselves, mm -hmm. the Royal Cayman Islands Police. <clears throat> It's very unfortunate because I can tell you from experience, you're not getting any justice. Mm. You are not going to get justice. Mm -hmm. You will be victimized, mm -hmm. and further victimized and humiliated. And then you will even be insulted and told, oh, you were the aggressor or you are at fault or whatever. And then some of them have a favorite saying, I'm not sure where they're learning this. Um, Oh, this is a civil matter. You need to go and see a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Well, I asked the question mm -hmm. based on my knowledge of how the police force should work and used to work back mm -hmm. in the day when we had officers with integrity, mm -hmm. morals and principles. I asked the question, where are they learning this? Mm -hmm. Where? And from whom? Mm -hmm. And if every matter that occurs has become a civil matter, then I'm asking the question, what purpose do you serve? Why are you driving up and down in air-conditioned cars and being paid by, the I'm going to say the taxpayers? What is your purpose? 
if, if everything is a civil matter, then that's for the lawyers. So you don't serve a purpose. Some mm -hmm. people have enough sense to know what a civil matter is. And they will go straight to a lawyer. They will mm -hmm. go to the police. Okay? Because mm -hmm. I'm sure you know the difference, Sandra. Mm -hmm. What is what is a criminal matter and what is a civil matter? Mm -hmm. But this is the way they get out of it. Mm -hmm. Because no matter brought against one of them, I say them as meaning the police, is ever going to be treated fairly and it should not be handled by the commissioner or any of the deputy commissioners mm. because it will not be treated fairly. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be a bias and it doesn't matter who responds to you. We know where that reply comes from. And I'm going to share with you a personal thing that happened to me just mm. to show you how biased that they are. Mm. When my father passed away, and I won't mm. get into any details here, mm -hmm. when my father passed away, it was, let's just say, very suspect, okay? Mm -hmm. And until this day, and I'm saying this publicly for the first time, mm. until this day, we, his children, don't know his cause of death. Wow. It was handled very poorly by the police. Mm. And I was surprised at how they, you know, what they accepted when they came to the hospital. Mm. And, and I know that under those circumstances, an investigation, a proper investigation would have been started immediately. However, at one point, because of, you know, all that my father had done to improve the police force. He was the one who started the police welfare fund. I'm not sure what they call it now, but that was um, started, you know, to protect the, well, in, in its own word, the welfare of police officers, you know, um, when, they, when injustices were being done to them. And they all benefit from that today. The, the, mm -hmm. the name they call it now escapes me. I guess that's not important. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so in his honor and memory, his children, because we're the only family he had here in Cayman, his mm -hmm. children, mm -hmm. we wanted to do something in his memory. And let me just add that he excelled at everything that he did. Mm -hmm. And that's not coming from me. That's on his file. So we thought it would be a good thing to just do something in his memory. And every year, you know, we would do, we would sponsor an award um, to, you know, the, the, what they call it, what, what do you call it now, the, where the officers go to train, the, oh, help me out here. The um, um, police academy? Academy, thank uh -huh. you. We just thought, you know, based on his excellence, that we would sponsor an award to the student, you know, who mm -hmm, had, mm -hmm. had, had, had excelled at the highest. Mm -hmm. So I made a call to speak to one of the deputy commissioners, because you know they have to. Mm -hmm. And I spoke with his, what do you call him now? His PA. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And left a message asking to be called back. Mm -hmm. I got a call back. And this is what I was told. Oh, you know, this is, um, this, this would be a civil matter. So this would not mm -hmm. be handled by the police. Mm -hmm. They didn't even know what I was calling about. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that's the reply I got. 
and mm-hmm. and I know that that came because they assumed that I was calling about the lack of an investigation, all the cover up and everything concerning my father. Mm. So one day I had the opportunity to speak to one of the deputy commissioners and to say, you know, how disappointed I was and ashamed of them for how they'd handled this. Mm-hmm. And then I said why I was calling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the reply I got was, oh, you know, we, we've done that. You know, we, we do that every year in his honor. I said, really? I mm. said, we weren't aware of that. Oh, mm. you all, you all, I said, well, if you don't invite us or notify us, how would we know? Mm-mm. And and I don't know today if that is true or false. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I just left it alone. But I, I'm sharing this just to say that person mm-hmm. cannot leave this alone. I realized that she's traumatized Mm -hmm. and I know what trauma is. I've suffered many kinds of trauma. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they're going to do is to intimidate Mm -hmm. so that they can silence you because the effort is to destroy you. Okay. But Mm -hmm. thank God she has a support unit. And I would strongly, strongly recommend that they now go and get independent counsel Mm -hmm. because this is not going any further for them. The smartest day. Mm-hmm. That would be my recommendation and yes. suggestion. And Sandra, please spare me a few more minutes. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say this mm-hmm. on your show. To those that it applies to, mm-hmm. I do believe that your show is open to anyone mm-hmm. who wants to message yes. or to call in. Yes, ma'am. And it is very inappropriate mm-hmm. for people to be attacking, and I'm speaking for me, mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. attacking me. Because they do not agree with my comments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I say to them, treat them the same way I treat comments mm-hmm. on Facebook. I either read it, like it, love it, laugh, whatever, or I ignore it. Mm-hmm. I don't attack anyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I do not appreciate being attacked because let me tell you something. You're not going to like what I will write or what mm-hmm. I will call in to say. So to those that it applies to, mm-hmm. I hope you're hearing me, okay? Mm-hmm. I do not attack anyone. Everyone is free to have their comment, mm-hmm. whether it mm-hmm. applies or whether it's even an intelligent comment. Mm-hmm. Everyone is free to have their say. The topic that you had this morning was very, very important, not just to females, but to males as well, because it happens to them too. Mm-hmm. And instead of criticizing people and attacking the messenger or the advocate, then let us join together, band together. Mm-hmm. There is strength in numbers. And let us support the victim or victims. Mm-hmm. You can shoot one person down, but you can't shoot us all down at the same time. That's right. So let us band together and support this female. We don't need to know who she is. You know who the advocate is, mm-hmm. and it can mm-hmm. be done through her. She has my full support. I'm not going to get into further details, but I can relate thoroughly to what has happened there thank you so much for the time sandra Mm -hmm. and i will continue to listen to your show i appreciate it thank you so much oh boy i tell you um yes indeed folks i would um really um encourage us to um you know we don't have to agree 
on every single thing. Uh, Rosemary says, amen, build up our community. Uh, we will have differences of opinion. You know, sometimes we agree with a whole, listen, 80% of probably all that we discuss on this show, the majority of us are in agreement, but it might be the 10, 15% that you're like, no, Sandy, I can't be with you in that particular issue. That's okay. As she said, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But you should know how to express yourself in a respectful manner. Now I'm, I'm with that caller. If somebody comes to me, especially in social media in a particular way, you know, sometimes my fingers start to move a little bit quicker than the brain and I'm going to um, really tell you all about your behind. And like I said before, my fingers not join church and neither has my mouth apparently. And sometimes you just need a dose of, of reality. But, you know, 99% of the time I just, I just try to maintain my cool too. Even when I see fools in the comment section, but, um, you know, I don't know who was attacking that caller this morning, but she's entitled to her opinion just as much as you're entitled to yours. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandy. And good morning to your uh, esteemed listeners. Um, I listened to most of the program this morning. In fact, I only missed maybe the last about 15 minutes or so. And I, and I listened to, um, the caller who you featured from the very beginning, from the point she started to the to, to the time that she ended. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of things to be said about that, and I think you've covered them. But sometimes, uh, as the immediate pre previous caller has been saying, you know, when when you act together, mm -hmm. like one person says something, another person maybe repeats it, not necessarily to validate, but just to show that this is a uh, there is a, a respectable um, uh, portion of the public that, that thinks this way. Mm -hmm. First of all, when when we, we we really need to develop our empathy gene. Mm -hmm. When somebody goes, it doesn't. It, it takes a lot of courage to be able to get in touch with with your organization there to say, "I will come on and speak." And Cayman being very small. Even if she didn't mention her name, a number of people knew who she was. I know, for example, who she was. Okay, mm -hmm. I know exactly who she is. Mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 um, if if you don't like what she's saying or you do not believe what she's saying, that that that's an entitlement you have. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you do not start now attacking her character. Uh, mm -hmm. or, or, or saying certain things about, oh, she's got some other matter in court. Do you know how many people are in court who are not supposed to be in court? Why? Because what they are doing is right and they mm -hmm. are in court for the right reasons. I mean, it is just so ridiculous. And people like that just need to be told the, 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 the most basic thing about life. Don't, 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 don't think about somebody's problems as if it will never come to you. Usually you yourself, you know, you easily find yourself in that, in that problem. Mm. Now about the, the, the RCIPS, I, I have a problem with the RCIPS. Mm. You see, um, one of the things that she said was, look, this, this police officer was, when they did an internal inquiry, they mm -hmm. found that actually they, there was culpability on the part of the police officer concerned. Mm -hmm. But then they, they said, we can't tell you, the victim, or the family of the victim, we mm -hmm. can't tell you uh, exactly what he was found guilty of and so on. What kind of nonsense is that? Mm. What kind of nonsense is that? I, 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 I complain to you 
so that you can investigate and come out with a finding. Mm-hmm. And now you are telling me that that particular finding, you are not going to tell me right. what the hell is the point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is the point? Mm-hmm. And then, you see, we are also talking about something here which is potentially a criminal offense, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. potentially a sexual offense. And the sexual offenses usually are, are, are taken very seriously. And as you, as you pointed out, depending on what uh, they charge her, uh, 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 depending on what the offense is, mm-hmm. there may not be that six-month limit because that six-month limit is for, for summary offenses. A lot of the, the, the sexual types of offenses, man, many of them are, are not subject to that limit. They are either indictable or they are, um, without getting into the detail, there are those category B offenses mm-hmm. for which there is no limit. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, you did point that out to say, well, you know, there are some depending on what they charge her with, uh, what, what charge the person with. So you see, the point is, um, mm-hmm. we are going to the police. The police are the ones who investigate such matters. If you had done what this police officer is alleged to have done, mm-hmm. and you are in the community, who mm-hmm. investigates? It's mm-hmm. the police who investigate, and they come and they bust your behind. They say you are going, you know, you are going to be prosecuted. And yet when they do it themselves, they cover up for themselves. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. it is particularly bad. That is why if a police officer, for example, is prosecuted for an offense like this, usually they would get sentenced on the higher scale of sentencing yes. because they are going to say you were in a position of trust. That's you are right. a law enforcement officer. This is an aggravating circumstance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yet you find with the RCIPS, they, 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 you know, they are not doing that. And I, I, I know, I, I have experience with the RCIPS mm-hmm. in my personal mm-hmm. matters, which I don't want to talk about today. I've got experience also when, when acting for, uh, uh, for some people. There are some times when you go there uh, and you complain about something. They tell you, like the previous caller was saying, oh, this is a civil matter. Mm-hmm. Look at mm-hmm. how long it took in West Bay. Mm-hmm. Look at how long it took in West Bay for... for um, mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Adams' case to be to, to be resolved mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they kept saying, "Oh, but this is a civil matter. Mm-hmm. This is a civil matter." Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But but blocking a, 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 a public right of way is a criminal offense. But they said, "No, no, no, no. It's a civil matter." Right. As a result, the matter went to court a number of times. In the end, there was a charge of assault, which was a doubtful. It was dealt with. Finally, after about two years. Mm. The person then, they got his ass and put it in, in jail. And that's yes. how that thing has died. It did not need to take that long. The RCIPS need to be doing its job uh, and, and, and ensure that it meets its public duty. Now, you said something a little earlier on about, uh, about how the truth doesn't matter now. I wish that you do appeal that case, that case of yours, because mm-hmm. I think that the judge was totally, totally wrong. Mm-hmm. The truth. It's one of the greatest defenses you can ever find. Now, there are certain offenses re- relating to cyberbullying, mm-hmm. but that's a very specialized offense. There's a way in which you have to do it. There's a way you have to direct it to the person concerned. And I, I, I really think that if that case can be appealed and a few things hopefully be corrected on appeal, mm-hmm. it will help protect the freedom of speech of not, of not just talk shows, yes but also protect uh, just people who call in like myself or anybody else. Mm. Uh, But at the end of the day, um, the last point I want to make is I want to refer again to the time when you were forced to bring down a story which was true and which was uh, 
document supported. That's the one that you, you eventually settled. You know, that one also was a problem because mm -hmm. they say the court said we will give the other side an injunction mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that you can bring down the story. I remember what you said then was, well, look, this document, this story was supported by documents. We made the documents public. We gave an opportunity to everybody involved in the story to, to, to talk about it. And, and we were just asking questions. Why are some people being treated differently mm. than others? And mm. you were made to bring it down. There was no mm -hmm. legal basis to have it brought down. And so I think that mm -hmm. we need greater accountability and we need to be able to appeal. If you can appeal this matter, I know it might cost you and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I, but I guess if, 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 uh, if you felt I can pay you, maybe you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about John but Felder let, tomorrow, let, but thank you so much, Colin. Yes, yeah, thanks very much. I appreciate yes, it. Thanks very I much. I appreciate okay, it. Bye-bye. Um, you know, in, in, in life, we have a saying about, about, uh, picking and choosing your battles. And I tell you what, um, I had reached out, um, to the courts about the process of appealing that Matthew Leslie conviction, and I will be appealing it. And funny enough, just this week I had an attorney say to me in light of this recent development and the more that they think about the direction that the police and the DPP thinks they can go in controlling free speech and controlling even what the media says and does um, from a criminal perspective, right? There's always recourses that are available to them. And in fact, do you know that in this country, although this law needs to be overhauled, defamation, it can be, and it's still in the books as a criminal offense. But you notice that they've never ever charged me with defamation? <laughs> not yet. Let me not give them any ideas. But they've never done it. Why? Because what I'm saying is actually the truth. So they come from all these different side angles. Well, the truth, the truth can still be harassment. The truth doesn't matter. Where in the world, as that caller said, does the truth not matter to a defense? My belief and my ability to prove the truth should be at the forefront of my defense. And the judge kept saying the truth doesn't matter. The truth doesn't matter. So I fully do intend, caller, to appeal that. And I can tell you now that even some lawyers are saying to me that the more it sits with them, the more uncomfortable they are with it and the more they see the necessity to appeal that decision for more reason than one. Oh, boy. It is, it is quite um, unbelievable, to be honest. Yes? What happens in this community? And whether you like somebody or not, you have to be prepared to see the injustices for what they are. Separate that from the person who is telling you the story. Something is either just or unjust, regardless of who it's happening to. So, you know, we've had prisoners call in on this program and they say, Sandy, we're not getting the care that we need. You know, they're not taking us to the hospital. All of us are getting COVID. I'm like, okay, they're in prison. They're probably, they're probably guilty as hell, right? They're not the best citizens, but they still have rights. They're still human beings. They're still entitled to certain very basic and minimum things. So just because someone is in jail, they committed robbery, they committed assault, even murder, I can't say to you that you can treat that person any kind of way and, and kill them off. And, you know, you know that they, they have a kidney problem and they're susceptible to infections and all kind of stuff. And you just throw them in a room with everybody that has COVID. Those, those things can't be allowed because, like I said, they will go for the least of us. And one day, you think you're at the top, they're coming for you too. So you shouldn't feel comfortable 
because your day has not yet arrived, tearing down the messengers and tearing down other victims because you're like, well, this not happening to me. They're not my family. I don't know who they is. They're not Caymanian. They're Jamaican. They're this or that. That's why I stand for everybody. As much as I criticize people, I criticize people equally regardless of who you are. The most, most of the people that reach out to me for help on a daily basis are not Caymanians. In fact, they're Jamaicans. And I have never said to anyone who's reached out to me, oh, I'm not going to help you because you're a Jamaican, because you're a Cuban, because you're an American or you're an English woman or because you're British or whatever the case may be. That doesn't matter. Because like I said, they will go for and at anyone when the time is right for them. So you should be concerned from a selfish perspective when you see other people being victimized and the correct process not being adhered to, whether it's police investigations, how the DPP rules and handles a case, you know, what civil servants do, politicians, everyone has a right to be treated the same way. The rules apply to us equally and should be applied and the procedures should be applied in the same way. Al says it's so refreshing to hear people speak up and stand against crimes done to kids and the less fortunate people. Thank you, Al. Miss Vernita says, good, go, Miss Brenda. Al says, you can't change facts. Uh, Teresa says, I agree with Billy. Please understand. So people in court are in court, but I couldn't be there. Uh, Cameron says, why do they ask you if, um, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? Well, because you're supposed to be telling the truth. Of course, we know that doesn't always happen. Sorry, she says, some people are in court and shouldn't be there. Thanks, Billy. Belika, yes. Um, Ms. Brenda says, thanks. Um, sorry, that's right, Sandra. Uh, let this be a lesson. You could be the next one. That's the thing. You just never know. You never know when it's your choice. I mean, when it's your turn, my apologies. Somebody says, blessed, good morning, great show. All right, folks. Um, we will continue these conversations. Nothing is ever done and wrapped up and packaged in a nice, nice little bowl. We've not solved any problems here this morning. We have gotten closer, maybe. One little step, one little inch closer to the truth and to holding people accountable. And this is why we do what we do, right? Even at the cost sometimes of ridicule and people calling our character into question and making fun of us and having the most to say, people are going to talk no matter what. This is what Aunt Lotta used to say, child. She said, look, they're going to talk if you do something good. They're going to talk if you do something bad. They're going to talk if you're not doing anything. So get up and make yourself useful in life and try to make and be part of the change that you want to see in your respective communities. That's really what it's all about. Make the naysayers talk because child, they don't have very much going on normally in their lives in any event. So um, ultimately they will always have something to say. So today is Tuesday, January 26th. And guess what it is? Guess what day it is? It's National Spouses Day, apparently. Who knew there was such a thing? There are these national days all over the place. Um, and it's also National Green Juice Day. What a mess. Hmm. Um, so I guess if you have a spouse, um, go and show them some extra love today in, the, uh, in good faith and good keeping with National Spouses Day. Did you know 
that American couples are considered among the most affectionate. Hmm, that's interesting. While those stereotypically cold-hearted are the one, I guess, country that's considered the most cold-hearted or the least affectionate are actually German couples. Really? That's interesting. Okay. Um, so there you have it. Go, go give your spouse an extra little squeeze and hug today. Give them a call. Says, honey, I was just thinking about you. No reason. National Spouses Day. I want to spread some love and uh, tell you, hello. Hello, darling. All right. So um, we are working on a few things um, uh, for you. I have a bit of good news. Um, today is Thursday, right? Isn't it the 26th? Yes. Yes, it is Thursday. Um, one thing I wanted to say, is, what did I say just now? Did I say it was Wednesday? What day did I say today? Today is the 26th, though, right? It's Thursday, the 26th. Yes, it is National Spouses Day. But listen, folks, um, there's one thing that I wanted to mention to you. So you guys remember the Davenport case with the guys who stole the $80,000 worth of equipment? Oh, I said Tuesday. My apologies. It's Thursday. <laughs> uh, we are making some headway in identifying who they are. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm sure they thought they would get away with it. Huh? We got soon. We can soon give the police the names. Sorry. They happen to be from Jamaica. Sorry, Jamaicans. They stole a whole container worth of $80,000 worth of electrical equipment. Of course, they working on the job site. Three of them were actually involved. One's a driver and the other two we saw on camera. Hmm. Apparently, they have unloaded the material. Somebody actually bought the material. Now, you see, I'm trying to find out who bought the material. Because I'm sorry, somebody can roll up with $80,000 worth of equipment, probably telling you, oh, give me a little 25, 30 grand fit. And you not got a question where you get this from and what is this all about and blah, blah, blah. No, honey child. You better step forward. You're in the construction industry. You know who you are. I suggest before the police reach out to you that you better reach out to the police and wash your hands of this dirtiness. But we got photos already. One of them look like it's a marriage of convenience or some Caymanian fool as usual. But don't y'all worry. Um, we're getting some additional information to help the right people be brought to justice. My God, I swear one of them look like somebody I've seen around the place, you know? Live West Bay. Mm -mm -mm. Why y'all gonna make all Jamaicans look bad? I mean, seriously. Oh, I look at the little half Caymanian babies. Oh, they're so cute. Got these young children. They can breed women like I don't know what. And can't behave themselves. You, you have an opportunity to come to this country. Clearly, a lot of you want to come to this country. And I don't know why you find attractive about Caymanian women. But, you know, whatever. You're using them. You're breeding them. You're getting your anchor babies. Can't you just behave? You got a decent little job in construction. Can you not steal? Can you not murder? Can you not rape people? Can you just, for God's sake, just keep it keep it on the down low, keep it cool? If you want to commit a crime, go back go back a yard and do it over there so, because they're going to fix you. Your own prime minister is saying he's had enough of the criminality. He wants to bring the death penalty back. 
throw you guys in jail for minimum sentences of all 25, 30 years? Are you going to start hanging out here and build, build a lot of jails now? You know, I, I'm like, listen, this country is small. We invite all kind of people here. Yes, you're in marriages of convenience, which is bad enough. And you're using these fool-fool girls and they're going to have all these babies for you and all kinds of stuff. All right. But on top of that, you can't not steal from people. You can't have a job, a construction job, which you're probably making decent money. And you're going to turn around and, and, and steal a container worth $80,000 worth of electrical equipment. That's your criminal mind that you're importing into this community. And I'm sorry, but we're not going to put up with it. So we have your photo. You'll soon be Insta-famous. Don't worry. We're getting proper names because, you know, they got so many so many mix-up names. Oh, his name's Shata. His name's Shaba. His name Boo Boo Head and all kind of foolishness. It takes a minute to get the correct name. And one of them, I understand, should be well-known to the police because he's in court for multiple offenses, criminal offenses already. Bunch of criminals. Cameron says, fact, Sandy. Uh, good words of encouragement to your listeners. Thanks for all that you do and keep up the fearless good work you're doing. Thank you. Ms. Brenda says, um, happy belated birthday to Miss Linda Christian, wishing her a speedy recovery. Uh, Mackenzie says, what I like about you is that you do not, um, you does not put punches. <laughs> well, my love, like I said, some people gonna love you and some people can hate you. And guess what? It not changing a damn thing. At the end of the day, I still eating eating good, still able to pay my few little bills and life goes on. I'm not too business about other people, you know? Because like I said, when it's their turn, when somebody abusing them, when the police doing them wrong, falsely arresting them, whatever, then they running over here. So receiving stolen goods. Yes, El Rey, and I have no doubts that that person must have known that they, they were hot goods. Somebody don't roll up to you $80,000 worth of equipment and you don't ask questions knowing that they're in the construction industry and you work on a construction site. You don't think I'd be like, hold on, where you get this stuff from? There's a lot of equipment. You're in import business now. It don't take a scientist. It doesn't take Einstein to figure out that that stuff was hot. Morning, Benji. Debbie says, Sandy, when is RCIPS going to, RCIPS going to put you on their payroll for solving for solving their crimes, Lord have mercy. And you know, when you give them names and everything, they'd be like, okay, well, we, we need the evidence. So I got to tell them exactly who the driver was, um, go in the, the container was parked at his yard and go look at cameras and go do this and go do that. Sham, please. Oh, Lord have mercy. I think I might've been a detective in a former life though, for real. Um, uh, the per No man, the person bought it here, as far as I know, um, it's a local company that bought it. So the equipment is still here. I mean, I guess they're using it for their own projects. But yes, honey child, they have been in trouble too. Miss um, Debbie says the penalty is the same as if they stole it. Mm -mm -mm. Stolen, handling stolen go goods is a serious offense. So listen, my little detective fingers have been all over John Felder. And so in tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking about scammers. And of course, he fits right into that definition. So I'm going to tell you guys the latest that um, I've been discovering about his financial position in life and his foreclosures and all the other hot mess that uh, he is in. And, you know, more and more it's looking that I will never see a dime from him. 
my God, what a mess. And he knew that. The sad part is he knew that when he signed the court agreement. You know, the court should be putting somebody like him in jail instead of pretending like he's the victim. Pull punches. Yes, Mackenzie. Thank you. Um, but I'll update you guys on that. And then we have a, other, a few other scammer alerts tomorrow uh, dealing with people. There's a young man. Remember the young man that we called? He works for government. And we said, sir, we're going to give you an opportunity to sort this out. Contact the man. Try to do right by him. Well, you know he's not, he not doing right. He has no intentions of paying the man for the truck that he purchased that then was confiscated because he had given it as a lien on another loan. He's not going to make that situation right. So we will remind you of who he is tomorrow. And we're going to put him up. He could find money to go buy another truck for, from an MP, though. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the woman from yesterday with the rental deposit money, she's messaging Miss um, Carl, Miss Charlene, what her name is Charlene Webb or whatever her name is. She's messaging all kinds of foolishness about, oh, well, you know, this and that, and, and I don't have to pay them back, and, and, and they were supposed to give me money. Listen, the bottom line is this. The people never moved into your house for whatever reason. They didn't have a place to stay. You agreed to pay them back the deposit. You gave them $500. You even put $600 balance on the receipt. And now you're trying to come up with every cocky, meme story under the sun to not pay the people the $600. Madam, please do yourself a favor. Just find the $600 by hook or by crook and pay the people back and move on with your life. Sometimes you just have to stand by your word and do what you promised that you were going to do. Don't be trying to switch up the narrative now because that's not going to go down well for you. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, this person says this conversation today closely resembles resemblance to yesterday, blaming everything but the problem, holding a victim accountable, not the actor. They're saying, I bet... Um, his is not in my group. I bet he is not in my group. Uh, Caymanian, white, black, female, gay, whatever. Because if he ain't in your group, it ain't your problem. But what happens when he is in your group, then you want justice. To defend the assailant is to embolden him and encourage other would-be assailants. Can't argue with that. Um... So sad that the people try to deflect from situations that need to be addressed on the case of the victim, says this person. Mm -hmm. Seven ships in today, says somebody else. Lord have mercy. A main town and the waterfront is going to be super busy. Jonathan says if they can make up all these days, National Couples Day, well, they need to make up the National Side Piece Day too. They probably already have that, honey child. Because I think that they're more abundant than monog monogamous happy couples. They probably have that as well, Jonathan. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I'll, I'll look it up and tell you what day it is. Um, are you particularly interested in the day for reason? Or I'm just wondering. Uh, Paul says, morning, Sandy. You're coming in hot, cousin. Good morning. Gabby says, don't say by crook, Sandy, because they read a bunch of crooks. <laughs> True. You're so right, Gabby. Uh, find the $600 um, in an honest manner and just pay the people them back. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into the program this morning. I uh, really appreciate um, your love and support. Uh, Mackenzie says, you're the number one talk show on the island. I appreciate that, sir. And um, so tomorrow, yes, we'll focus on a couple scammers. I got to tell you guys one about a shipping scammer as well. 
um, you know, gosh, people uh, find all kinds of ways to try to separate you from your hard earned money. You have to be smarter than them. You have to be able to uh, not be hoodwinked by them. Now, I want to show you a video here that I have of an individual. I'm going to post this one up on social media after the show. Folks, we want to encourage you to do the right thing in as many areas of your life as you possibly can. One area of your life that you should really try to do right by is to preserve our environment. The Cayman Islands is generally speaking a beautiful country, but it should not just be our beaches and West Bay Road and touristy areas that are beautiful. You have to care about your environment. So your homes, keep your yard clean, debris free, it keeps the rats and rodents and everything else away, roaches and all the other stuff that like trash and garbage. And by all means, for heaven's sake, do not go on a public roadway and litter. It is an offense which the government needs to increase the fine for, but look at this driver. Driving on the roadway, I can't tell exactly where this is. I get the street because if we could make out the license plate number, the police need to contact them. But look, did y'all see that? Oh, there it is. License plate number coming up. Look, throwing garbage out of the car. Look, you see it? There it is. I'm going to send this straight to the RCAPS. License plate number 153494. Shame on you. I can't make out the type of car that is. But regardless, shame on you. Um, the police need to fine you at least the $500 for littering. And then the RCIPS needs to get on the ball and um, actually, not the RCIPS, my apologies, or politicians need to get on the ball and actually um, increase the fine for these types of offenses. So um, I'm going to send this to the police. I'm actually asking the person now who sent the video footage the time of day and location, because police gonna want to know that, but the license plate number is clear, crystal clear. It looks like it's an Audi, yes? Yeah, it looks like an Audi. 153494. Uh, we're calling you out this morning for littering, littering on public roadways. Somebody says that's Windsor Park. Oh, y'all know your streets, honey chill. Outposts. Oh, God. Of all the neighborhoods, they got to go and try and mess up. Poor little Windsor Park. As though they not got enough issues. Looks like Northwest Point area, says Janelle. I don't know. I guess I don't get it. But yes, it actually is an Audi. Thank you, Mo. Uh, it says it's an Audi A4. I still don't get the exact location. All right. Um, so that's all I've got for you today. But please stay tuned now for our news highlights brought to you by Kevin Watler. And by the way, we have restarted our um, daily newsletter where you kind of get the, the headlines and news headlines for the day. So if you're on our email list or you want to be on our email list, please WhatsApp us. You can send it on the 936-2626 number. Um, you get a little email saying these are the top stories for the day. And then you can just click right there. We'll include the links for this show as well as the evening news headlines uh, for Kevin as well. So it's just easy. It's like an all-in-one all location. Um, big shout out to um, Kenyatta who's joined their team and she's taken on a couple of the administrative behind the scenes things that we need to uh, to be consistent with and to get sorted out. So we are on top of it and striving for better as we move forward into a new year. All right, good people. So here's your news headlines from Kevin. Please be safe today and we'll see you tomorrow morning at 7.30 a.m.
Hello, I'm Kevin Watler, and this is your CMR Daily Buzz. Here's a summary of some of Cayman's latest headlines. A juvenile male was arrested on suspicion of assault on Tuesday after a person was hit when a pellet gun was discharged from a vehicle driving around in Bodentown Monday night. Commissioner of Police Derek Byrne said illegal gambling is a pervasive issue in the Cayman Islands which must be addressed soon or it could affect Cayman's reputation internationally. The multi-million dollar industry is attracting permit workers who are entering the Cayman Islands to earn extra cash from the lucrative side hustle. A visitor from the United States was found unresponsive in the water off Don Foster's yesterday morning. The Cayman Islands Coast Guard and other emergency services responded and transported him to shore. He was pronounced dead once he arrived at the hospital. Cayman Mall Road has begun trying to enforce a grand court judgment against 78-year-old John Clay Felder after he was ordered to pay the legal fees for Sandra Hill in April 2022. However, in-depth research has revealed that Felder faced foreclosure on his home days before agreeing to pay Hill's $50,000 legal bill. Now for your CMR weather update, it's brought to you by WG Charters. Sunrise just after 7, the sun and clouds will be mixed when the temperatures at 83 degrees Fahrenheit and humidity at 74% like the forecast calls for, it will feel like it's in the mid to high 80s. Winds east-southeast at 10 to 20 miles per hour and the sun sets at 614. At nighttime, the temperature falls to the mid 70s. Looking forward, similar weather conditions are expected. If you would like to know more on any of these stories, visit caymanmallroad.com or follow Cayman Mall Road on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter and YouTube. That's it for now on A Daily Buzz. Thank you for joining me. Please stay safe and God bless. for tuning in to another episode of the cold hard truth on bobo 89.1 fm cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7 30 a.m never miss an episode again watch anytime on cmr's facebook and youtube channels for the latest show episodes don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit caymanmarlroad.com for all the latest news and community happenings 